It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get it right. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Yeah. Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Josh, Josh Silverberg. Silverberg. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host. Tonight, it is not Joshua Silverberg. It's the speedster, Speedy Petey. Remember, you can listen to our show every single Wednesdays and Thursdays. Speedy, put on the thing over there. How many times do I have to tell you? Use your other computer. You can listen to our show every single Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m., and only on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. By the way, Speedy, why do I have to explain things to you when you've been doing this for three and a half years? I have no idea. Anyways, why are you laughing? What are you giggling about today? What's so funny? I don't understand it. Because I, I, I was two seconds away from clicking, and I was just trying to get into the feed, and then, <laughs> and then you just responded. How are you, how are you not in the feed already? You are the producer of this show. I was you trying to fade the, the commercial, uh, oh, the, the drop. Oh, oh, so you can't do two things at once. Is that I what you I had to pause iTunes and fade this. Uh, I, I, I don't have, I don't have I eight hands. I if, I, if I was an octopus, that'd be impressive. But uh, <laughs> Why can I do it and you can't? Why can you, I you do have it? Eight, you have eight hands? I don't know, but I've done it before. And I've hosted a show, so I've done all four or five th- different things. Anyways. You're one of a kind. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Joshua Silverberg, who is not 100% healthy, but he's on the feed. Uh, I, I know he's sick, and I know he probably has his shivers, or uh, he has his temperature up high, or he's throwing up, or he's wiping his own ass. But uh, he's not on the show today, so uh, he will be on the feed. So I'll give a shout-out to Joshua Silverberg. And uh, as Jeff would say, Good riddance. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Josh. Jeff's jumping for joy on this one. I doubt it. Anyways, uh, Speedy, how was your uh, weekend? Why are you with that stupid laugh? That stupid crow laugh. It's terrible. Wait, what, what do you want me to fake a laugh for you? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> you, what did you do? I, I don't know. You want me? You want to go? Your laugh oh, sucks. Oh, oh, oh. It's better than the garbage that you put out there. <laughs> All right. So, sure. natural deliberate laugh versus something that was completely forced. Let's see. All right. Let's see what I'm going to be able to do more naturally. Uh, well, more natural, it would be actually more amusing. Anyways. Um, Cats taking care of Josh. Carl's already in the comments section. <laughs> anyway, Speedy, uh, let's not worry about the comments section right now. I asked you, how was your weekend, buddy? It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I got to see my, I, I got to see my uncle that I haven't seen in like eight months for the first time since obviously the pandemic started. He's been a lot of busy hours working. He works in the postal service, so he hasn't gotten to see us as much. It was, it was awesome to see. We played a lot of games with him, had a lot of funny conversations, big meals, and all my brothers were here and stayed the whole time for the first time in a while. They didn't have to go in and out like they usually do. You hear that? everybody uh, all his brothers stayed along and hung out with speedy uh hanging out with speedy is is a work it's a job automatically so there you go 
Anyways, uh, we got a great show lined up for you guys today. Uh, we're going to get into some NBA, the New York Knicks. Uh, we'll get into what we thought about game number one and this dreadful game number two, which looks like the Knicks are going to go down two games, but not necessarily because uh, a fourth quarter, I, I don't know what's going on with Julius Randle, but we'll get into that in just a few moments. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into some NHL hockey. The New York Islanders move on against the Boston Bruins. What did I tell you, Speedy? Sorokin goes in the net. They're going to win. They won not one, not two, but three games in a row when Sorokin took over. Mm-hmm. I told you guys, go, good goaltending wins championships. So we'll get into the Islanders. We'll get into the NHL playoffs. We're going to get into the Aaron Rodgers saga as Aaron Rodgers speaks out again for the first time since all these accusations that he wants to be traded. And he mentioned some significant things on the whole Green Bay saga with him. And uh, what else do we what, what else are we going to get into? We got the rest of the NHL playoffs. We got Julio Jones, uh, the, essentially hot miking that he wants out of Atlanta on Undisputed. Mm. <laughs> Shannon Sharp uh, has all the connections, apparently. Well, good for him. But we will get into Julio Jones. Uh, I did forget about that. Uh, we haven't spoken about Julio Jones and where he's heading, what teams would be interested, and in, what are they going to be willing to give up to get a top-notch wide receiver like Julio Jones, still at the top of his game, if he could stay healthy. So that's going to be interesting. But first things first, the New York Knicks. And to me... This team has played garbage basketball. First of all, Julius Randle, who was comeback player of the year, uh, all-star. Some people put him on as a top five MVP candidate. He has been horrendous in this series. He's been as bad as any player has been for the New York Knicks in the first round. He has looked worse than Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire in 2013 when they went into the playoffs uh, winning 54 games. He's been horrendous in this series. And this, to me, if if, if somebody like Julius Randle is not scoring, he's not putting up the numbers that we saw throughout the season, they don't have a chance against this Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Hawks team who is playing great basketball. Their superstar player right now in Young who is scoring at will. Last uh, the game number one, he had 32 points. I think tonight, I think he's got 28 or 29 points. Yeah. Uh, he's demolishing the New York Knicks. And you talk about, and by the way, I want to give a shout out for to Joshua Silverbrook, who texted me a little while ago, ago saying that the Knicks are done. The series is over. First of all, uh, it, they haven't even lost this game yet. They're down by what? Ten points right now? Yeah, that's still in the third period in the third quarter, where there's still another quarter left in the game. The game is not over, okay? So and they're only down by nine points. So the game isn't over. But have they looked good? No, they haven't looked good. They can't defend. They can't stop Young. They they don't I don't understand why they're not double teaming Young at the top of the perimeter. He's dominant. You have Julius Randle defending him. Yeah, that's gonna make sense. That really <laughs> makes that makes a lot of sense. But really I, I listened to what uh, Jeff was saying. Me and Jeff were talking before the show, and Jeff said something very, very interesting about the New York Knicks. And he said that Tom Thibodeau, at the end of the game with 30 seconds left, when the Knicks were down by two or three points, he decided to bring in Frank Nilakina. Now, he could have brought in uh, Rose. He could have brought in any other defender to defend Young. He decided to bring Frank Nilakina, which cost the Knicks the game. Now, Do I blame Tom Thibodeau for that loss? No. I don't blame Tom Thibodeau for that loss. And I don't blame, right now, the way the Knicks are playing. I blame the superstar that 
Everybody thinks is MVP candidate. Everybody's screaming MVP, MVP, MVP. That's Julius Randle. Julius Randle has not played well in this series. And R.J. Barrett, who didn't look good in the first game, he's looked better in this game. But your stars should be appearing to be stars in the big game. You look at the Brooklyn Nets right now, and you look at Kyrie Irving, and obviously Kevin Durant, and Blake Griffin, and obviously James Harden. You look at what they're doing. Their stars are stepping up. That's why they're up 2-0 against the Celtics. And the Celtics are missing their Jalen Brown for the season. Tatum got hurt. He got poked in the eye. And then, obviously, Kemba Walker hasn't been Kemba Walker. So, uh, and, and by the way, Josh is sending me text message. Josh, you do realize that I'm doing a live show. Um, Josh, jump into the comment section like everyone else. Now you could you could actually get, go after your, your attackers. Well... <laughs> And now he says, I say that on purpose. Mythical powers of motivation. No, what? Get out of here. <laughs> you, text, you texted me that the Knicks are done. Okay. <laughs> and, and you, of all people, Mr. Homer over there, you, when you come out and you say these things, they're not, that, that's not motivation. All right. That's telling me that you have no faith in the New York Knicks. You have no faith that they're going to come back in this game. Okay. And the Knicks need this game. And if they lose this game, the series is over. They're not going back to Atlanta and winning both games in Atlanta. It's just not going to happen. So if they don't win this game and come back in this game, the series is over. Hmm. And uh, Jeff is saying, read what Jeff is saying. Uh, Jeff says, with Josh on the DL, who's going to be the first to make up a rumor from a non-existent source? The last thing that he said. The most recent thing was, Tibbs is the greatest coach in the league right now. He's unreal. He's about as brilliant as you could possibly be and about to go down (laughs) 0-2. Okay, uh, first of all, we don't know if they're going to go down 0-2. They're only down by six points now, okay? So the, the series isn't over. And if they come back and win this game, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Knicks can't win one game in Atlanta. I think the Knicks could win. I think the series is going seven. I, 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 if the Knicks win this game, the series goes seven. If the Knicks lose this game, the series is only going to go five. I don't mm-hmm. think the Knicks are going to win more than one game in this series. And, and, and so far, it shows. I, and I don't blame Tom Thibodeau. This isn't Tom Thibodeau's fault that they're not playing defense. Okay? This isn't Tom Thibodeau's fault. It, the team, when you have a game plan, when, you get, when you're getting ready for the game, you have a game plan. And your game plan is to, I don't know what Tom Thibodeau, I would believe that his game plan was is to cover Trey Young. Don't let Trey Young beat us. Let everybody else beat us. Don't let Trey beat us. That's what I think the game plan was. Well, they're failing on that game plan. Is that Tom Thibodeau's fault? His fat ass can't get on the court. (laughs) He can't defend. So how is this Tom Thibodeau's fault? Now, his game plan probably hasn't worked so far in this game. We'll see as it goes further into the fourth quarter on how they can stay in this game and how they can shut down Trey Young, which should give him a chance to win the game. Julius Randle needs to step up. He has not been the superstar player that we thought he was going to be. And if if this is Ju- if this if this is Julius Randle in a playoff game, I'm not re-signing him. I'm not extending him because if he can't be a solution to the playoffs, I don't care how good you are in a regular season. That doesn't make a difference. It's all about making the playoffs, playing hard in the playoffs, and b- taking your game to higher heights. Look at LeBron James. LeBron James, when he steps into playoffs, he's a career 26, 27 point. Uh, 26 points a game in the regular season. In the playoffs, 32-33 points. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. 
And then combine that with a bunch of trail playoff triple doubles as well with a lot of teams that were either banged up or like the 2007 Cavaliers team, <laughs> terrible at times. That's a big difference when it comes to being a playoff performer. And if Randall plays like that, like it seems like he's playing like he was in his first two years with the Knicks where he was just forcing up shots, and that's not good either. And if that's the case, he cannot be a ball handler whatsoever. They have to Barrett be a ball handler. And this is the one thing I will blame Thibodeau for, and I'm sure you will too. Why isn't Derrick Rose starting? <laughs> Well, Peyton was starting too. Derrick Rose should be starting. Yeah. And and now 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 all of a sudden Julius Randle can hit a layup. Uh, to me, this guy's got to step up. He's got to step up and take it over. Take the game over. If if your superstar can't take over a game, you're not going to win. Look at Trey Young. Trey Young. He heard all the screaming and the crowd screaming. Young sucks. Young sucks. What happened? He dominated a game in the fourth quarter. The Knicks were up seven points with four minutes left, and they coughed up a lead and then lost in the final two minutes of the game. Because their big star couldn't hit a shot. Uh, Jeff says the series is already over. Consider it a gift that Trash even made the playoffs. I don't know if the series is already over. The Knicks are now down by three. Yeah, they're they're pushing. Uh, Snug says Julius Randle is MIA. Knicks are the same garbage as always. Again, they're only down by three. Uh, Josh comes in and says no defense, but starting Peyton definitely puts him behind the ball, uh, behind the eight ball every time. He's stubborn. Rose needs to start. And Frank come off the bench. Randall needs more, too. Well, not if he keeps playing the way he does. Chef says Trey Young is the new James Dolan, single-handedly ruining the Knicks. Carl says, Knicks out of the playoffs for years, and these are the uniforms they're wearing? Miserable. And then Randall with a bucket. Well, I, again, and here comes another three. That The Knicks are letting Atlanta shoot open three-point three shots. And, and they mm. did it in the first game, and they're doing it in the second game. They're playing garbage basketball, and when they're down by three points, they can't hit the big bucket. They're forcing up threes. Now, finally, I, I will say this. The two players that really have stepped up in the last two games is Burks, and who's the other guy? I'm not even going to tell you. Who's the other guy who just hit that three? I, I didn't see the full lock. Pollock is, is the other one. Do you know who that is? Yes. Oh, you're, you're blind to say. You're, you, you look like you have a stick stuck up your ass today. What is wrong with you today? I, I don't understand. You're the co-host. This is what you want to be. There's no Josh, and I expect you to speak up, and you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Why are you so quiet today? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I'm talking to you, you idiot. Speak up. No, I was just saying I didn't see I didn't see that particular three because I was reading the other comments too. Uh, Snug going in more garbage uniforms, garbage trash, New York trash. Jesus, again man. they tied the game. Snug, nice try. Uh, they tied the game, but they can't take a lead, and that's been a problem. The Knicks have had the lead one time in this game. Yeah, one they, time. they had it. They had it at, the, at points last game too, and they couldn't extend on it too. And I think that's another big problem. And the Knicks we knew lacked de- lacked depth, but Knicks bench also outscored the Hawks by over 20 points in game one, too. So it's not like their depth is that much worse than the Hawks and should be better on paper. And what was that, RJ? What was that? Forcing up a stupid layup, whatever whatever you call that, the RJ special. R- they can't win these games. You have Trey Young out of the game right now. He's sitting on the bench. You need to score. You cannot let the other team take the lead with Trey Young not in the game. Right. And again, going back to what you were saying about the game planning, game one, I think you definitely saw the opposite of what you're seeing now, where it seemed like they were letting they were letting Trey Young score and trying to stop everybody else. Now I think they're doing the other way around, but they're having trouble with it as we have our first caller. We have a first call of the day, and you know him as the Beef. What's going on, Beef? What's up, my friend? How are you? I'm good, man. There's no Jeff here. So <laughs> Jeff is on the feed, but there's no Jeff. What's going on, man? Um, I don't know who you're talking about, but go ahead. Um I think you're being a little too hard on the Knicks right now because this is a team that wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs. And I understand what you're saying about, you know, Randall's supposed to be stepping up, you know. I mean, 
he hasn't played that bad, but not I mean, bad. Julius Randle. Julius Randle's beef. Maybe he's nervous because I mean, nervous. You know, it's a, it's a young team that's never been in the playoffs. Or, the Julius, <laughs> Julius Randle is twenty-eight, going to be twenty-nine years old. He's not a young player. He's no, a veteran. Also, it's a young team. I didn't say he was young. I said it's so a, are the Hawks. They're the same thing. They're just the opposite style. Yeah, but I think yeah, I still think you, you're being a little too hard because the Knicks weren't even supposed to be there. The Neither Knicks were the Hawks. The Knicks were a fourth seed. They won. They they were no, one of the top four teams in the East. Nobody had making. That's the fine. Yeah. And Julius Randle started. He ta- he took over for the Knicks. He became a superstar am, this year. Twenty four points, that. ten rebounds, six assists. That. He had LeBron James numbers. Everybody thought he was an MVP candidate. And the guy can't play in the playoffs. You can't play in New York if you want to be a New York player and you want to be a leader. You want to be a Nick for the rest of your career. And he said that he wants to be a Nick for the rest of your career. His career you have to play in the playoffs i understand that but they're a young team hold on one second so the knicks are not a young team they're more of a veteran team than the hawks are the hawks are the younger mm-hmm. team yes they are the hawks are the second or third youngest team in the nba no nah. yes they the are. Knicks are still they're still a young team the knicks they're not old Re- really julius randall is he is he a veteran player is, is he, yeah is burks is he a veteran player how many years has been? I'm, how many years has been Five like, years is 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 Bullock is Bullock is he is he a veteran player? Okay, but they're still young. I they they have young players, but they're a veteran team. The only two young players so far playing in the playoffs is Toppin okay. and 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 obviously Quigley. That's the only young players but, playing. But, but they're all veterans. They, but, were they, but were they supposed to be in the playoffs this year? No. Were the Hawks supposed to be in the playoffs no, too? They that weren't. cancels out. They were, both, okay. they were both not supposed to be right. in the playoffs, but they both are right. the fourth and fifth seed, and the Knicks are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Steve, you can use okay. inexperience against them if they were playing a Miami or a Milwaukee or something like that, but the Hawks no. have the same level of inexperience, and like the Knicks, they have some veteran players that have played in the playoffs, like Capella, like the Lou play, Williams, yeah, guys like that, play, but everyone, the Knicks have the same thing. Everyone knows the playoffs is a totally different atmosphere, so a lot of these players haven't been in this atmosphere together. And neither so, have the Hawks. I understand that. So until they find, you know, their groove or whatever they they have to be, they're going to be a little sloppy. Well, they've been listen. You you want to be sloppy in game number one? You're sloppy in game number one. He's they've been sloppy in game number two, big time. And by the they way, they, won. They, they, they by, won. by the way, by the way, game number two. You this is a must win for your team. You of start off flat. Is. You start off flat. Okay. okay. Uh, you can't make an excuse for this. I, I'm not making an excuse at all. They're, they've been ta- they've been terrible. They have been really, really bad in this series. And you want to know something? They don't deserve to win this series. They don't. And if Atlanta wins this series, even if the Knicks have had a sensational season, it to me, it was a lost season. This was a lost season. You are expected to beat. You're supposed to beat the Atlanta Hawks. They weren't even supposed to, and they weren't supposed to even Either to was Atlanta, Beef. Either okay. was Atlanta. They're playing a Which same level of inexperienced team. They're just two different styles. Okay. The Knicks are a great defense. So and a, All right, so so it's not a lost season for either team. They, you know, two teams that weren't supposed to be there made the playoffs. Yeah, so. it's, again, we have to see how it plays out, too. If like if the Knicks got swept, obviously, yeah, you could say that that, that really looks bad. But again, because it's not it, a loss, because, no, because they, they can't even get a re- they can't even get a rebound. They can't even get a rebound 
over Clinton Capella. They had they had arguably the best offensive rebounder in the league in Nerlens Noel, and they had Randall, and they can't they couldn't even get a rebound there. They're up by one point with Young out of the game for the last three minutes. Right. Now Young is going to come back in the fourth quarter and take over the game. What do you think is going to happen in the fourth quarter? Randall can't hit a shot. Whoa. RJ can't hit a shot. Nerlens Noel he's not a much of a shooter, but he can't hit a layup. None of them are hitting shots, and you're not expected to go into the fourth quarter. All the Nick fans are happy. As a Nick fan, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy. Coming back in this game, that's fine. The Knicks came back. They look horrendous. Yeah, there should have to be adjustments regardless. Uh, by the way, uh, Josh says uh, Bogdanovich killing the Knicks. Jeff uh, Jeff Ensnog, hashtag Van the Beef. Carl says uh, Randall for the lead. Uh, Snug says, I like that the Beef is down to nonsensical mumbling. Uh, Jeff says, Derek Rose for rookie of the year. They're such a young team. Snug says, please ban the beef. He's, he's just short of Kenny in terms of his uh, stupid. Uh, Jeff says, waiting for beef to blame the refs. And Josh says, wow, Snug, I was going to send you a cat pick. Shame. No, what I'm oh, saying, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying, and I know you can, you don't care what they say. That's fine. What no, I'm Because they, they don't exist and they don't. Threaten, that's fine. Threaten, beef, I'm not attacking you with what they're saying. No. They're, they're going to have their own opinions to whatever no, you're saying. They're a bunch of assholes. You could go drown in a pool somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. But what I'm saying is. You're saying that the Knicks are a young team. They're not a young team. They're a veteran team. Nerlens Noel is a veteran. Julius Randle. Hold on. Hold on. Julius Randle is a veteran. Derrick Rose is a veteran. Pulak, Bullock is a veteran. All these guys that you're seeing in the game are veterans. The only ones that are not veterans is Quigley and Toppin. And they're not playing more than 11 minutes in this game, in this series so far, in both games. Toppin's played like seven minutes, and 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 Quickly has played like 12 or 13 oh. minutes. And that's what happens when you have the other veteran guys to step up too, because Quickly was playing more in the season. But come time yeah, playoff yeah, times, they these, want they, a lot of these players have never been in the playoffs before. They don't know what it's like to play. Right, in the but again, that's why they have the veteran leadership. So the Knicks still have to have the veteran te- presence to make that yeah, kind of again, thing work. But so these players have never been in the playoffs. They don't know how to have either. Is Atlanta? Either has Atlanta. That's why Atlanta brought yeah, in some oh. of the veterans. They did too. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, well, this is almost all. I'm not denying that. It's the same thing for both teams. So then. again, so, why is again? You could blame the Knicks for certain things because they should be doing better I'll against another that, young yeah. team where they have some advantages all on. I said was that I think you'd be Beef, you, so you're telling me you're sitting here and watching this game, and it, this is a horrible game. The, if the Knicks win this game, there's nothing to brag about, okay? Right. As a matter of fact, going into Atlanta, I, I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to win both games the way they're playing in this game. The only reason why they're back in this game is maybe the crowd and, and Young's been sitting out for the last two and a half minutes. Now that Young's coming back into the fourth quarter, who's been dominating this series absolutely dominating go look at the call of the shots right now Julius Randle averaged 24 points 10 rebounds and 6 assists in this series uh, throughout the season in this series you know how many points he's averaged 12 12 and very inefficient 12 points in this series. Your superstar player. Trey Young, this is where young this is where superstars are superstars. Trey Young averaged 25 points a game 25 points a game in the regular season. Do you know what he averaged in the first game of the series? 32. You know what he's averaging right now in this game? 30. That's what a superstar does. He takes over the game in the big game. And Trey Young, okay. he's a three-year player. He's only been in the league for three or four years. Right. He's a young player. That is a young player. A 22, 23-year-old. That's a young player. 
And again, outside of Bogdanovich, Lou Williams, and Clint Capella, all their team is young, too. A lot of first-round picks. Some of the extra ones they got for uh, for trading back with Trey Young yeah. when Dallas got Luka Doncic. A lot of these guys are the same thing as the Knicks, young players. Yeah, you still got to give credit with the Knicks with, the, with this first-year head coach. I if they lose coach, this but... series, if they lose this series, yeah. there's no credit due. I'm not giving them credit. Because you have to give him credit because you, you didn't even expect the Knicks you're to You're expected the to win this game, this series, Beef. You're expected okay, to but, beat this team. You're okay, a better but, you're but not a better not you don't have better talent than this team, but you're a you're a veteran team. There's a lot of players on this Hawks team that are so young they have never stepped they never stepped on a court in a playoff game. They okay. should be they should be winning this series. They should have won the first game. They should have won the first game. They should have won yes. but they didn't. They didn't. they didn't. And right now they're only up by four points at your home, and Trey Young hasn't played yet. Trey Young hasn't stepped on the court in the fourth quarter yet. And they have had no adjustment no matter what they've done yet to Trey Young. And obviously, ball, again, it's still time, they, but they still. Be, they, like you said before, they should be doubling up Trey Young, and then the other players beat them. Look, just remember, the Knicks had a seven-point lead with four, four three-and-a-half yes, minutes left yes. in the game. Yes. What kind of defense was that right there? I mean, you, you're, you're jumping in. To me, the Knicks' defense has been horrible in this series. Horrible. You talk about an all-world defense, the number one defense in the NBA, and they can't okay. stop a fifth seed team that has one player, one superstar on the team, and Lou Williams, who was the sixth player of the year like three or four times. That's about it. They don't have any. They have Janello Gallinari, who played for the Knicks. Yeah, he's great. I mean, Clinton Capella. Oh, yeah, he's a defensive player. That's all he is. Watch when Young gets back into this game. Watch when he gets back into this game, how he takes so, over this game. So so what happens if the Knicks win th- uh, three straight or four straight? They're not winning three straight they, in this that's series. That's going to be very hard to do if they don't keep score- if they don't start scoring. Hard to do, but what if, what if they do do that? They're not. Then that would be some kind of transformation, you, 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 you but change, it's highly unlikely. Would you, your, would you change your tune then? No. Depending on how they play. If they still play sloppy like they're doing in this game, it's still not going to help in terms of what they need to be composed for for the playoffs. We're not even judging it based on what wins or losses in terms of this year. The, the play in this game from the Knicks has just been sloppy and a lot of guys taking bad shots, and that's not how you want to build a playoff identity. They, they look sloppy also. So Who? The Hawks Atlanta. have looked better. Atlanta's looked much better than the Knicks in this series. Much they better. Still they still look sloppy to me. The, the, every time Young said, watch when Young gets into the game. Are you watching this game? Young yes, has in. So here comes a three-point shot. Julian Gulinari yeah. just hit a three-point shot. This is what happens to the Knicks all the time. You can't defend the perimeter. They have had problems defending the perimeter. And now Tom Thibodeau calls a timeout. This has been horrible. Horrible. Well, that, that's, on the, that's on the coach. He has to... No, it's not. It's, it's on not. The de- it's not because it's on the defense. Because- what are you? The coach doesn't play the defense. He's a fat ass. <laughs> It's not also because they're also losing the game more on offense. Tom Thibodeau's not saying, all right, go shoot mid-range bad contested shots early in the shot clock like Julius Randle has been doing. No, but he has to get the defense to play better. The defense didn't lose him the other games, though. How do you make a team play better defense? Please explain to me. They're playing I, team I defense. Right. How do, there's nothing they can do. Here's what they need to do. They need to do everything they possibly can to keep the ball out of Trey Young's hand. 
That should have been the game plan from the beginning of the game. Well, maybe Keep that the ball. No, get out of here. They haven't done anything to Trey Young. Trey Young's been at will getting into the perimeter and, and completely getting into the box and dominating well, the game. On the head, that's on the head coach. No, They've tried not. everything. It's not like Thibodeau saying, all right, uh, no, oh. we're going to do the same thing and just hope it works again in game two. No, they're actually trying to do different things on Trey Young, and he's still scoring on them. That's not on Thibodeau. Thibodeau made some adjustments. Sometimes players are just good players. It happens. Well, that way. He has to make more adjustments. Okay, he's going to keep trying. Here's Maybe the, he finds something that works. Here's that the adjustment. Blame him for the other ones. Here's the adjustment. Your superstars start hitting shots. How's that? That's the adjustment. How about Julius Randle get his head out of his ass and figure out how to shoot a basketball again? Because he has looked horrendous in this series. Horrendous. What is Josh? What is everybody saying? All right. Uh, first, uh, Jeff said, Beavis confused as a Cowboys fan. He doesn't understand the playoffs. Uh, Josh says, stop uh, still worrying about the other 25 players to draft for next year. Uh, Carl says, best line of the night. Yeah, that's what I just read. Toppinish alley-oop. Josh says, you're the home team. Higher seed and was 3-0 versus Atlanta. Team shouldn't be feeling good at all, even if they win, which is exactly what we're saying. Perimeter defense is non-existent. Shouldn't be showboating. I also don't know what Randall is. I'd be wary of giving him an extension. How does Atlanta look sloppy? beef. Uh, they took home court away and were dominating before this run. Randall and Young were supposed to be the superstars. One hit a clutch shot in his first career playoff game, and the other can't hit a shot, period. Snug's laughing, uh, make them play better defense. Uh, Josh says needs better perimeter defense, and Jeff says just so nobody knows, everybody knows, Beef is a supervisor where he works at. In y'all, in case there's a lack of quality employees out there, and Snug finishes off with first adjustment: hang up on the beef. No, we're not hanging up on the beef. First of all, and and I that's one. Number two. Uh, I, I there's nothing the Knicks can do right now to stop this team except figure out how they can keep Trey Young to the perimeter and make Trey Young four shots. Well, that's okay, the well, only that's way they're going to win this series. But again, they, they swapped different game plans. They, how about how about this? They've been trying to. They put Julius Randle. Why would you put Julius? First of all, why would be Ju, Why would Julius Randle defend Trey Young on the perimeter? Why? Now that's not the coach telling him to do that. Okay, Trey Young is much faster, much more, you know, has much more agility and more athletic. They they need to put an athletic guy at the perimeter. How about bringing Frank Nelikina throughout the game to defend Trey Young? Not at the last four minutes or three minutes of the game to defend him. Have him play Trey Young throughout the game and shut him down. How about that? Instead of bringing in guys, stupid guys that all season long have been shooting shots, and everybody knows who I'm talking about. And even conceptually, they could do they could do double teams, they could do brackets, they could do zones, they could try different things, and they've done that to to the same extent, Beef. And yet, Trey Young is still just hitting his shots. So they're trying so many different things. I was saying. Uh, the, uh, before we went on air, that they had, should maybe put some more size on him, like Errol saying with Neil Aquina, put some size or length on him. Either e- even just somebody that's not a traditional point guard, a wing type player. Randall's more of a four that can be a three. He's not. He's not quick enough for that. They and, and I'm talking about the last five minutes of the game. Neil Aquina should be starting in the game. Why are you starting stu- guys that don't play defense that force shots? Force shots. Okay. They need defense. And and Frank Nilakina, in my eyes, Frank Nilakina should be starting at defending a guy like Trey Young, who is a great offensive player. Frank is not a good offensive player. He's I think he had 40% at the three-point line, so he can give you some kind of depth at the three-point line. But you need a defensive all-around player to shut down Trey Young. Make him work for his shots. Not bring him in at the end of the game like they did last game. And he has cold feet. And Jeff said the same thing. Why would you bring Frank Nelikina in the game? And I do blame that on 
uh, my, uh, a guy like Tom Thibodeau. Because Tom Thibodeau knows better to bring in a cold player at the end of a game. That didn't make any sense. And to me, the Knicks screwed this up. They screwed this series up. And if they don't win this game, uh, not only are they going to be a laughing stock in New York in the newspapers tomorrow, they're not going to they're not going to cry. Oh, they're a young team. This is a veteran New York Nick team. This is a veteran team, Beef. This is a veteran team. The fact that Trey Young is not in the game, they're going to wait until like seven minutes of the game. And they're going to bring Trey Young in the game, and he is going to take over the game. The to Knicks. Me, need- I mean, to me, a veteran team is, is players who've been together for a long time and have been around in the playoffs a lot. That's a veteran team to me. No, a veteran, t- a veteran team, a veteran team is guy got players that have played at least three or more seasons. That is a veteran team. And again, you're off the judge comparatively too. Like we said, the Hawks are also a young team, and the the Knicks are a young team in comparison to let's say the Lakers or the the Celtics or something like that. They're they're a young team in comparison to that, but in comparison to the Hawks, they're an older team. And they have a veteran coach. Where the, the Hawks have a veteran coach too, but the Knicks have a more experienced coach. They, they play to that kind of style, which is more of a veteran style. So there's a big difference between that and, again, judge, oh, yeah. judging the whole league. Yes, the Knicks are a young team in comparison to the whole league. Okay, but you're judging this matchup, you can't do that. Well, and you watch. The Knicks are up by 10 right now. Trey Young's going to come into the game. Watch how quick that lead is going to go completely disintegrate. That I'm telling you right now, they can't stop Trey Young. And if they haven't stopped Trey Young yet in this series, they're not going to stop him. He's going to continue playing the way he is. The smart thing the Knicks should do is figure out how you can, you know, keep him in a position where he is not going to be the dominant force he's been. And the only way I can honestly say that the Knicks are going to be able to shut Trey Young down is put a, a bigger, stronger, and athletic guy on him that really just plays defense the whole game, shuts him down the whole game. Even if you keep him the 20, 22 points, you'll win the game. Jeff says Johnny Knoxville and the Beav will star in the ringer too. Uh, Carl says Knicks fans star for this playoffs. I don't see a chicken in any of the crowd shots. Uh, Josh says Frank has more upside and length than Peyton too. Not that either are good, but Frank should definitely start. Yeah, so I don't know what good, what good thing Peyton does. Snug says I love it when stupid guys take too many shots. Josh has higher upside and more D with length than Peyton. Meanwhile, Trey Young is still out. Carl says going on twenty minutes a real time break. That means yeah, he'll probably grind out the rest of the game. Josh says Toppin has stepped up big. By the way, yes he has. Nick's up ten. Jeff says they'll win tonight. Carl says Nick's by ten. And Jeff says Trey Young's hairline is like the beef sports knowledge thing. And almost non-existent. How much you guys want to bet by by five four minute mark with Trey Young in the game? It'll be cut down to like two or three points. That's what's going to happen. They don't know how to defend against him. He's going to come into this game right now. You watch. He the, 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 as soon as he touches the ball, it's going to completely transition the game. And like Carl was saying, I'm surprised he's out this long. So at this point, he's why? Because he's going to play now for the rest of the game. Eight minutes now. Yeah, left. Yeah, now he has to. Right? He will. But, yeah. They sat yeah. him out for five minutes, uh, two minutes left of the, th- the fourth quarter, uh, two and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, and the first three minutes of this quarter, and now he'll play out the whole game. And, and trust me, him playing out for seven or eight minutes, that's, a, that's an eternity. Yeah. That's an eternity when it comes to basketball. And especially if the Knicks have trouble finishing off possessions like they did in game one, too. The, the big thing that cost them, because the Knicks were up for most of the the second half of the fourth quarter, but they had one really bad scoring drought, which led Atlanta back in the game. Eventually they tied it. Then they went back and forth for a while. They can't have that kind of thing either. And that goes back to what we were saying about Randall and guys like that making, taking bad shots. And also sometimes there's this extent you could get too conservative with the shot clock too, at the end of the game too. And the Knicks pace of play has never been great, 
we know they're one of the slower teams in the NBA, but you still have to be smart rather than say, all right, we're just going to grind out the whole sock clock and trust our defense because that doesn't always work all the time either. Defenses get tired. Well, I will say this. Julia, you cannot – watching Julius Randle in this series, if the Knicks lose this series, they can't – I would really sit back, and even though he's – He's not a free agent next year, and a lot of people say they should extend his contract. I wouldn't extend Julius Randle's contract. I would wait until next year and see what Julius Randle does throughout the season and what they do with the playoff run. Because if he plays like this in the playoffs, you can't extend him. You can't give him an extra extension of four or five years because then you have that on your you have that on your, your your salary cap, and you can't bring in another star. Maybe Julius Randle isn't a good playoff player. Maybe he isn't. Uh, so what the, let's just say the next three games, he scores, I don't know, 30 points every single game. In the but he hasn't, Beef. He no, hasn't. But I'm saying going forward, what if he does going forward? Then what are you going to say? I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. I don't think he's okay. going to do it. I think they know they figured him out. I think they well, figured let, out a defender. Right, so, so let's just say that he does, and he scores like 30 points every single game, and the Knicks lose the series. Then what? Then maybe it also proves he's inefficient, though, too, because he might be taking every shot at that point as well. So no, 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 no. You know, you can't say that because he did. It By the way, the Knicks are actually listening to us. You know what they put on? They put Bullock on him. It's Bullock, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting a wing guy, a bigger, stronger, athletic guy that could defend him on the perimeter and make him force to pass the ball. That's you see what we're saying now. They're putting Burke. They're, no, they put they have um, they have Burks on Bogdanovich right now and Bullock and Bullock on um, Bullock's on Young, Young. still. And they're shooting these wow. long three point shots. Quarter made a three. <laughs> they're shooting these long three point shots. Here we go again. The Knicks can't defend the perimeter. They can't. De- they can't defend the perimeter. This is a huge problem that the Knicks have. And again, yeah, it, that's a that that's a far shot though. And. I mean, Far shot. They Obviously, just, some of them are going to be far shots, they, but again, Burke just had an to, open three point shot. He missed an open three point shot. You still have to defend some of them to an extent, or again, have better game plans for them. I mean, some of the ones Trey Young was hitting in the first half. Okay, yeah, those are far shots. By the way, Trey, certain guys. Can by make. the way, Trey Young is going to the line again. Okay, so there's two free points for the Knicks. That's since he's come back into the game, five straight points. This this is what I mean. They, as soon as Trey Young comes into the game, they have no answer for him. And B, if we're going to go back to your favorite word, analytics. When Trey Young is on the court, the team value has gone drastically up, no matter if it's him scoring or other guys that have taken better shots because of that, too. And this is where the Knicks had a lot of trouble in the second quarter and at the end of the first quarter, where one, they had a bad scoring drop themselves, but also Trey Young had a spark. I mean, if you're not watching, when you're watching this game right now, I told you, as soon as Trey Young comes into the game, that, that lead was going to disintegrate all the way to three or four points. That's what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I, this, is, this is the problem with the Knicks. They don't defend the perimeter. They're leaving open three-point shots, open looks. You can't leave this team open. Make them work for their threes. If they hit a, if they hit a, 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 a guy who's in their face and he says, look at this. This is a that's that's a four shot by Derrick Rose. Why is he, he shooting be, a shot like he that? Should, he should not be taking that shot. Now that's a good shot by Toppin, but oh, he missed it. Out. And he missed it. The, the, uh, again, they can't. These young players, they have Toppin in. He's a young player. Now look, open shot, three pointer, almost in. Missed. Yeah, missed. I, I, again, they haven't hit a shot since Young's been in the game. Here's another four oh. shot, four three. Great shot. Great shot. See, that was way too early in the shot clock. Now they did the opposite of what they were doing at the end of game one. So here comes Trey Young. 
Brought it in. Here we all of a sudden, we got a three-point three game. Three-point game. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I'm telling you what's going to happen before it even happens. <laughs> this team has a huge problem with Trey Young in the game. Uh, by the way, Carl says, 50 Cent talking trash to Trey Young was great. Uh, Carl says, fair point, Josh. Uh, the Beave and Josh Hour coming up next on WWSRN. Snug says, Beave is heavy into the alternative universe theories. Josh says, just like Spike to Reggie, how did that work? Jeff says, Kenny, Miami Heat, Beave, Josh, and Mark all need to get to a house together. The reality show writes itself. Josh says, all good. I think I've just gotten better, but just me. Snug says, hell for that. Throw Earl, Josh, Lyle, Speedy, and do a big brother show. Oh, God. That would be torturous. Jeff says, charge. And Josh says, I'm absolutely passing on that. Yeah, I probably would, too. I'm going to tell you this right now. The Knicks are going to lose this game. Just so you guys know, you heard it from me. Then I told you what was going to happen when they had a 10-point lead and Young comes back in. Here's an easy look. Look at that pass. Now they're down by one. They have, since Young has come into the game, nine straight points. Nine straight points. A 9-0 run since Young has come into the game. In less than two minutes. In less than two minutes. I, I, have I, in what, I, five, four possessions too? I mean. I'm telling you right now. Oh, here comes another four three-pointer. Another, another four three-point shot by Julius Great. Yes, oh, yeah. Uh, Bullock. Finally hits a three. That's big. Finally, it's not big. They're gonna they're gonna lose this game. They're forcing shots. That's what they're doing. And the Knicks fans are going crazy. What are you going crazy for? Look, look at Young just dribbling the ball around them. Look at this. Easy. Oh yeah. Easy. Ball that they didn't hear a ball. It hit the rim. It, no, it's it a, yes, it did. It hit the rim. Yes, it did. It hit the rim. It hit the outside of the rim. The the Knicks the Knicks are not to me. They not play good basketball in this series. And to tell me that a three-year player is dominating this game and dominating this series, that's a problem. Because what are you going to do if you win this series? What are you going to do against the 76ers? You know the Knicks aren't going to – they weren't supposed to be here, so you know they weren't even – Oh, get out, out of well, here. That, again, the expectation – They were expected to win this series. They were expected to win this no. series. So just... I said if they get out of this series, they ain't going any further. All right, that's fair. Series. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because they're going to end up with the Sixers at that point because uh, they should take care of the Wizards, no problem. Yeah, we're not expecting them to beat the Sixers, but no. they definitely should win this series, and, and they now, definitely should look play, look play better basketball than they have. And so Young far, is so. getting all the calls. Young is getting all the calls. The Knicks are the home team, and then, and Young is getting all the calls. Look at that. That's a jump ball. That's a yep, jump ball. It should be, it should be a jump That's ball. a jump Under ball, the and they called it a foul. Yeah. They called it a yeah. foul. So this, this it's a huge, huge problem. And, and the Knicks... And, and, and the Knicks cannot give this team. Look at that. Look at open layup. Open lane, open layup. By a guy with a significantly smaller build than some of the Knicks defenders. Mm. Yeah, not good. Well, First of all, Josh, I don't care what Vegas favored them. Vegas, Vegas favors everybody. Vegas is not always right. There's a lot of people that pick the Knicks to win this series. You pick the Knicks to win this series. I pick the Knicks to win this series. Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, everybody and their mother picked the Knicks to win this series. So I don't want to hear what Vegas, uh, Vegas says. Vegas isn't right, okay? They're not always right. And again, they judge more on favoritism, too, more than certain other matchups as well. And a lot of people, again, the, the lazy thing for a lot of the – the people to say if you're just a casual fan or in the Vegas case a lot of them are and just all, betters too. and all Julius Randle keeps doing every time he misses a layup is complain complain and it, look so, at that so what they look end at up, that tie game tie game Speedy shut up Speedy this is pissing me off this is pissing me off I told you guys this was gonna happen I told you this was gonna happen and by the way the Knicks are gonna lose this game by five points because they haven't hit anything they're forcing shots and they're playing good defense Atlanta 
They, look at this. That's not their strength. Look at this. They, Derek Rose is just throwing a haymaker up, and it goes in. And then Young is going to go down and pass it to an open three-point shot, and he's going to hit open three, and they're going to take the lead. Look at this. Look at this. It, it, to me, I won't even talk about this anymore because it just upsets me. Look at that. Look at the defense. Julius Randle, he's, he's terrible. Look at this. They can't get rebounds. It, this team, this team is horrible. The Knicks have been horrible in the series, and they don't deserve to win this game. If they win this game, it was given to them by the Hawks. That's yeah. what it was. Uh, Jeff says, here come the ref complaints. Uh, Carl says, these four shops by the Knicks are nuts. Yep. Josh says, here's an idea. No ref complaints. They look soft and not Rennie. Ben said, uh, jumping into the comments section, bricks. And uh, Josh says, I said this game and the series was over that, earlier. And Carl says, just just do play-by-play at this point, Errol. Yeah, might as well be what's happening right now, the final four minutes of this game. But definitely a sloppy game. It is sure. a sloppy game. The Knicks do not deserve to win this game. If they win this game, it was practically luck. Okay? They don't deserve to win this game. And Julius Randle, our superstar, the superstar. Look at this. What is he going to do here? He's going to – he can't do nothing. And then Bullock shoots a three. Bails Finally. him out. Bails him out. Take Randle out of the game. He is not playing well. Why is he in the game? I don't care if he's an MVP candidate. I don't care if, if he was most uh, – what, 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 what award? Player. Most improved player. He's played like garbage in this series. He's been the worst player on the court. The worst. Yeah. And, again, he doesn't contribute to defense at all. That was never his strength, even, again, in other, with other teams, with the Lakers, with the Pelicans. And Tom Thibodeau, again, he's made him, a, I guess, somewhat competent, but not looking like it in this game. I, just, I, I don't even want to well, watch this game anymore because it makes me sick to my stomach. Go ahead, Beef. What are well, you going to say? Well, like, you, like you said, the, the, Atlanta, the Atlanta you know, defense and the coach, they figure out how to stop Randall. Well, no, Randall's doing it to himself. He's, too. Dude, he's forcing shots. He is forcing shots too. But it go like to the hole. You're you're a big, strong power yeah, but forward. He's going to the hole. and He's missing layups. But go. he's also he's also trying to inflict the contact he's, too, which yes. is on him. Yes, I don't think Atlanta is doing anything specific because one, they don't have really the players to do it well, too, see, they, and two, they've been well, mostly man to man. They are doubling them a lot. Mm, I wouldn't say as All much right, as hold on, hold on one second. So let, let me – you know basketball, okay, Beav? You understand. If you're getting doubled, there's somebody open, right? Open, 100%. All right. Yes. Why aren't they – why isn't he getting the, getting the ball to the open guy? Because he's because he's forcing shots. Okay. Right. Okay. Which so is not a coaching that, that's thing. That's not a coaching thing. That's Julius Randle. That's Julius Randle. Yeah, on that aspect, yes. But the coach is doing the right thing by doubling him and, and – and, Making him well, not making him. He's doing. He's forcing his own shots. Okay, sure to an but, extent, but again, it's also he, Randall he being be shots. making bad mistakes open. and taking yeah, bad well, shots. He should, find, he should find the open player. Yeah, and that's on Randall. That's not all a, right. Let's get off anything this. special that yes. they're doing. Yes, all right, let's get off. A basic this. double team is a basic double team. All right, uh, Beef. So, you have anything else to talk about before we let you go? Um, well, congratulations to the Islanders. Like, even though they beat the Penguins, I still hate them. So, All right, but, Beef, I'm going to answer this. Uh, we got another caller. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Oh, is Jeff responding now? <laughs> no. All right, Lyle. You, oh, have Lyle. Your, you, have the fo- you have the floor. Let's hear it. Hey, how's it going? All right, so you, uh, you have the floor. By the way, you're the one that wanted Vlamov to play in this series, <laughs> just so you know that. You're the one that was so inti- intimate, uh, intimate uh, to say that 
Vlamov should have been in goal. Now, are you are you changing your tune now? Like I told you, as soon as Sorokin was going to play, they won three games in a row. Sorokin, uh, Sorokin taking the net. So, what what is your thoughts to that? Well, you, I think it it would be really really dumb if they went and put Sorokin at the beginning because he was a visiting candidate goalie, Vlamov. And you can't not put your resident candidate goalie in. But after the first couple of games, it was 100% the right decision to, to make the switch. But don't wait for a lot of at the beginning. That's that's the right thing to do. That's what every single team's going to do. Uh, it, it's you, you have to go with your, your your guy who got you there. Who won the first game? But, who won the first game? Oh, who's talking? But it would have been uh, starting if he wasn't hurt. Uh, it doesn't matter. Volomov would have lost that game. He lost both games that he played. They would have been down 3-0 if Volomov played. Just think like about I it. Told you, like I told you yesterday, I think he was, he was still injured and playing hurt, and that's why he wasn't playing good because he did not look like that for the majority of the regular season. Playoff hockey is different. He had a great playoff run. Oh, completely. Run. He had a play, great playoff run last year, but let's be honest. Volomov should not have played. If Sorokin won the first game, he should have played out this series, and what whatever happens, happens. That's what should have happened. This series would have not gone six. It would have stayed. It would have went five. But they took it. They took it to the brink. And thank God Sorokin played the way as well as he did uh, last. Uh, the last game in game number four. I mean game number five. Because to me, he didn't have one of his best games in this game. But it wasn't his fault. It was the Islanders. It, they weren't moving the moving the players out in front of him. There were too many tipped uh, tip pucks. I, I mean. Seriously, the Islanders were very, very lucky, especially where the Penguins were playing in the, in the first and early second quarter, the, the second period. They were lucky to come out a winner. Yeah, Errol and I were saying that it's like the Penguins probably had seventy percent of the puck possession for that for the first two periods. Well, thank you, Jari, for passing it to Josh Bailey with a wide open net. Like, <laughs> Nobody said Jari was good either. <laughs> um, but I called because I wanted to talk to my buddy Jeff about the Islander Brewing series. Well, he's not here. Jeff's not on here. Oh, Jeff. Oh, he'll be in the comment section soon. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for it. But I don't I'm start talking. Days. Don't start talking crap about the Boston Bruins. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. No, I, I, the one team I did not want to play in the playoffs was the Boston Bruins. I ever since they got hauled, they were a completely different team. I don't want to play them, but we have to. I'm not the type of fan to ever think my team's gonna do bad, but. They were the one team I, I don't want to play. Now, are you slight, are you encouraged by the fact that they did normally better than they usually do in the regular season against the Bruins, though, too? Or is it different with Hall? No, they were a completely different team once after the trade deadline. Completely different. Mm-hmm. And a couple of those games were against Halak, who never does well against his former teams. <laughs> yeah, Halak, the Ranger killer. Don't, don't remind me, Lyle. Uh, by the way... Uh, oh, well, yeah, but... Go look at what he did against Montreal his entire career. Against Washington, he's always been really bad against teams he used to play for. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, Jeff says, is Lyle an upgrade from Beeve? Uh, Josh says, we're screwed if anyone thinks that. Snug says, Lyle for president 2024. Josh uh, says, this guy on the wrestling show yesterday said the Coliseum is the biggest home field advantage in sports. I looked up bad takes online, and that was the headline. Jeff said, if Beeve- Oh, no, it's not. That's 100% a truthful take. 
Jeff says if Coliseum is the best home field advantage in sports. Jeff says if Beef played tennis, stupidity would win in straight sets. Josh says passport for me is ready to go if you become president. Carl says Julius Randle with a miserable brick three and then offensive foul. Yeah, that's Julius Randle for you. Jeff says Rask well, no Tristan Jari. You'll bet all better buckle. If I became up. president, the first person that's going on the other side of the wall is Josh. <laughs> oh, I think Josh would gladly walk there from that comment. Uh, ben <laughs> says Bruins in four. Ooh. Snug says Lyle and the Beeve must get their own show. Josh said that's a Homer comment, not thinking your team will ever do the bad. This bad be realistic. And Carl thinks the Knicks will pull this out. Hawks have missed the last six shots. Well, good. They'll pull it out and they'll lose in, in Atlanta. I, I mean, the only reason why right now uh, we'll put Jeff on. Hold on one second. We're going to put Jeff on at the same time. All right. Well, while you do that, uh, Carl, again, we're also judging the quality of play, though, from the Knicks, too. This win, even if it's a win, is not impressive, especially with what you were just saying. Hawks w- missing the next six shots as well. Uh, Josh says, I guess I'll just discount Seattle with the Seahawks when it comes to home crowd. Also, the Chiefs, too, Josh. Uh, broke the decibel record. Okay, Jeff, uh, you have the floor. Yo, listen. You guys don't want no Bruins nonsense, right? Because Tuka Rask ain't no Tristan Jarry. Y'all played the worst goalie in the league, and y'all beat him. Y'all won. But, like, let's be honest. One goal they scored tonight was, like, a really nice goal. That third goal, I think it was Bailey's goal, was a great goal. Terrific play. The rest of that game tonight was just Tristan Jarry giving the Islanders the Oh, goal. hold on, Tristan hold on. Jarry was the best player for the Islanders. Oh, hold on. There, there was a goal uh, in this game with, uh, uh, what's his name again, uh, who had two goals in the game, I'm sorry. Um, Brock, Nelson. Brock Nelson. One of Brock Nelson's goals was, was beautiful. So Was that the third one? Who had the third one? Uh, Brock Flannery. Nelson. Brock Nelson had the third one. He had the third and the fourth. Paul Mary was two, I think. Paul Mary was the first goal off the no, rebound. No, 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 Paul. Paul Mary's, Paul Mary's goal was probably one of the worst directed rebounds I've ever seen. Any goalie in the league could easily block back to the corner. What did Jari do? Gave it right to Paul Mary. Right. I'm not complaining. No, I'm not saying that you're complaining, but if y'all want the smoke, y'all want the smoke, Tuka Rathgate, no Tristan Jari. Air bowl by well, Julius Randle. I have to ask you a question, because you're a Bruins fan, I have to know. Why do Bruins fans? When a shot hits the post or misses the net, they still chance the two chance when the shots had nothing to do with Tuka because it's pretty dumb. Vantage point, maybe there's some but, of it, I would imagine. Tuka, but just, just so you know, right, Tuka Rask, believe it or not, you guys, this will blow your mind. Go and look at the history books, buddy. Tuka Rask has the best save percentage of any goalie ever in the playoffs. Ever. And I think he has one of the, uh, I think the three highest active or uh, like all time with qualifiers, save percentage too, if I remember correctly, nine twenty one or something like that, yeah. along anyone. Y'all got a y'all got a gift by playing the Penguins because Tristan Jarry is it, uh, Tristan Jarry shouldn't even be allowed to have feet to put skates on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey, but, uh, I, but hold on, hold on, Lyle, and I, I want to speak for a second. You can't take away what the Islanders did in this series. They were they were down in the series, Jeff, 2-1. They came back. They won three games in a row. They won three games in a row. Listen, the, the problem with what you're going to argue is going to be nonsense. They won tonight because Tristan Jarry allowed three soft goals in two minutes 
two and a half minutes, right? Three of them. And two of them were in 13 seconds. If you go back to the previous game, how did they win? I don't know. Tristan Jerry playing pass with the New York Islanders <laughs> in double overtime. All right. So how many saves did Sorokin <laughs> have tonight? How many saves did Sorokin have tonight? Uh, like he, I think, I think it was like 32, maybe. I think, did they have, but like, Around that. dude, but, but listen. They, they had, they had their chances. How many, how many shots, they had their chances. The Islanders? How many shots did the Islanders have tonight? I'll answer that for you. 21. You're going to tell me you can only stop 16 out of 21, 15 out of 21 shots. When you're a prolific you offensive team, stop. Jeff, when you're a prolific offensive team and you have that many shots, that many more shots, you had like nine or ten more shots, and you couldn't score, and yet it just shows you. I'm not taking, I'm not taking anything away from Sorokin. I'm just telling you the Islanders were prophetic on offense. They couldn't really get much going. Nobody at said they were a prolific Gary. offensive team. Nobody's saying that the Islanders were having it for years. But you know what? But you know what? They score when they need to. They didn't last year. They didn't have a good offense, but they I mean, still were putting we'll, pucks in that. It doesn't matter we'll, how, how you do it as long as you do it. Hey, man, we'll see. I, I'm actually, like, pumped up the Islanders won. Now we get home ice. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And and, and I, I blame the Islanders but for that. But you know what? But you know what? Hey, that, speaking hypothetically, like now the Islanders did against uh, Pittsburgh, if we take one game from Boston in the first three games, then you come back to Coliseum, which is going to be ape shit, and you're going to have. And you don't, and think, you don't think the garden? You don't think the garden's going to be ape shit for the Bruins? Like, well, what's the what's the capacity right Islanders now? Islanders crowd. You think the Islanders crowd is just so much better than the Bruins crowd? Like the Bruins. Are just I think yeah, the Coliseum. They went, Speedy. You see that they went from loving each. They went from loving each other to hating each other. Now you got the <laughs> Bruins and the Islanders. From a yeah, what happened? What happened to homeboys? <laughs> No, here's well, I don't hate him, but listen, listen, but you will. The thing that you're you will. They're they're both they're both good crowds. You thinking that the Islanders crowd is somehow going to be superior? No, Ask Errol. No, Errol. no, one hundred percent. I do. You, you, no, you Errol. You went to the Stanley Cup Finals. I was there. How unbelievable! Uh, first of all, for, just so you know, Lyle, I was there, and I even told Jeff I was calling the show. I said. I couldn't believe how loud the garden was. I was all the way in the press boxes. I couldn't even hear myself think. Okay, that's how loud it was. He even called it. He even called it the best crowd he's ever seen. Uh, it was the loudest. It's and I've been to a lot of hockey games, playoff games. It was the loudest I've ever heard. Crowds be, and I'm an Islander fan, so I'm not taking his side. I called the show. I, hey, I believe you. I'm not saying it can't be loud. I'm just saying it's not loud when the Coliseum. I'm telling you, and, it is. The Coliseum is. is a better home ice advantage than any other arena in sport, and, and I will, and I will so, say that, and, and I very much believe. it. And it doesn't even matter, right? Because the 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 Bruins are firing right now on all cylinders, and they're rested. You guys played a longer series. We've got a little rest. One you know, game. You guys One more healthy. game. No. One more game. No, yeah, but like, right, but you guys just played a double overtime game and then this one. Yeah, but the Bruins also played a couple overtime games too. Though. And but the Islanders are early, the Islanders early, early in early in the series. Your double overtime but Jeff, game was late in the series. Jeff, Jeff, the Islanders are built to do this. I mean, look at the veterans that they brought. They brought Zajac in. They got Valamo. Uh, I mean, they got um, Paul Mary. Uh, uh, so the Bruins don't have. So the I, I didn't. Aren't built for this I, I, no I didn't. I didn't say that. 
Uh, you're saying that the Islanders played a little bit more. They're built for this. They have players that have been through this. They have players on their team that have won Stanley Cups, that have been to Stanley Cups. So, so the Bruins, so, so the Bruins I, I know, but I'm just telling you, you're making it seem like it was such a big advantage. They don't have a, the advantage that they have right now, the Boston Bruins have, is the home field advantage. That is the advantage that they have. No, 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 no. I, I would say they have, I would say they have two advantages, right? Just being objective here, right? Like, I don't want to, like, step too far out of my, they also have far more scoring on their team. Like, yes. very sneakily. Brad, Brad Marchand, Brad Marchand was third in the league in points this year. Mm-hmm. Where's the top Islander? Twentieth. Yeah, I think it Probably. was. It was um, Ma- but, uh, Matthew Barzell. It was Barzell. Like, I think Barzell. I want to say, who I want to say, and I will say it again. I said it last week in the comment section. I think he's extremely overrated. How is he? he how is series. he overrated? Okay, and this is what really gets me mad about you, Lyle. Hold on, who's overrated? Uh, Matthew Barzell. Barzell. He's saying Barzell. It's Barzell. Uh, it's... Dude, you're, dude, you're. I mean, you're ridiculous if you think Barzell is overrated. Like, if you put, if you put Matthew Barzell on the Boston Bruins front line, he has 35, 40 goals. Look who they have on that line. Tell me one player right now that would be on the number one line on any other team in the NHL besides Barzell. Tell me, please. And he'd be on a lot of teams. No one on that team would be on a top line. No one on that. Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri's not on the first line. He's on the second line. No. He's on the third line with Pat Young and Walsterman Vigian. I don't think Kyle Palmieri is a first. I don't think Palmieri is a first. Not anymore. A few years ago he was. Not anymore. Your yeah. second line is a better line than your first. Line. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I don't it, understand it that. Is, yeah, it's been like that for a while. But like, I think Barzell is overrated because people were comparing him to McKinnon at the beginning of the year, and but you look at Barzell, he's a big player around him. Look who McKinnon. Look who McKinnon plays with. Look who he plays with. He's got two all stars on his line. How how could you say that Bar? Look who he plays. Just Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberle. Who's the other guy that plays on his line? Who? What garbage plays on his line? Whoever replaced Anders Lee. Who? It's probably... Shut up, Speedy. Who who plays on the first line, Mr. Islander? Who? Komarov? Komarov. Now let me (laughs) ask you a question. Komarov, Komarov, when he went to the Islanders, what line did he play before that? I think he played for the Canadians or the Toronto Maple Leafs. What what line did he play on? He played on the fourth line. Played with Matt Martin. Yeah. He played on a fourth line. He is not a first line player. They don't no, put not. they don't put talent around the guy. How could you say he's overrated? The other thing too is Paul Mary only played on the first line with the Devils because they didn't have much else. Come on, Lyle. I mean, I mean it's like, a dopey thing. They didn't play first line well, with Anaheim. The player he is compared with, they make players around them better. And Cornell right, doesn't do that. Let me, let me ask you a question, Lyle. If you were to rank the top five players in this series, who would they be? In this series? Yeah, Islanders versus Bruins. Who's the top five players? From, oh. Com- combined, both teams. Who's the best five players from either team? Oh, God. Um, um, I'll say Hall, Marshawn, Bergeron. Uh, I would put Tuca, and then I would say... Uh, I don't even know if there could be someone from the island, but I think I, I don't think so. Um, maybe Barzil, but I'll, 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 I'
So I'll say back to board. Right, so you can name seven or eight ruins before you get to one Islander. This series No, is I would say five. Five. Now, I hold on. Lyle, hold on. Hold on, Lyle. Hold on. I, I want to say something to Jeff. Jeff, we've seen powerhouse teams go against un, uh, uh, superior team go against superior. All hold on. We've Jordan, seen. Jordan Dickinson and St. Louis. That's uh, all you need we, to say. We've seen, yes, we've seen superior teams go against very weak, much weaker teams, and the weaker teams win. We've seen this before. Look at the Islanders, what they did last year. What what they did. They were no way uh, an Eastern Conference yes, championship got, team. Got, no, I I know, but they got that great conference finalist banner. Oh God, can, can we stop with that? The the, the fact the fact is. If if Sorokin stands on his head in this series, which I believe he will, and he will start in this series, and if they bring Vlamov in at any point in this series, I am going to choke uh, Barry Trotz. I'm going to choke him because Vlamov should. If they bring him in the series, it's probably already over. What happened? If they bring him in the series, it's probably already over. Uh, they're not. It's Sorokin's going to play. He won four. He won three well, games I'm in a row. If it gets that bad, and they bring Vlamov in. Probably already a 3-1 or 3-0 series. No, what, sca- what, what scares me about the Islanders is if Sorokin loses a game in the, in the Boston series, the first game of the Boston series, they're going to bring in Volamov. And I think it's a huge mistake by Barry Trotz. A huge mistake. Because when you have a kid like this that's gaining confidence, this is a young kid. You brought him in from Russia, the KHL. He was the number one goalie in the KHL for the last three years. Three years in the in a in a men's league, the second best division in all of hockey you know, throughout the throughout the world. It goes the NHL, the KHL, KHL, and then the Swedish league. The, the KHL is the second best league, and this guy was the best goalie, and he's twenty five years old. And you finally get him into the NHL. You finally have him, and then you finally play him, and he's one of the best young goalies in the NHL. He had thirteen wins this year, six losses, two point. I was telling. Um, uh, or Jeff, before the show, 2.19 goals against average, a uh, .916, 9.19 uh, save percentage. He is he, a rookie of the year candidate. He's not going to win it, but he's a rookie of the year candidate. You cannot take this kid out no matter what. This guy needs to play throughout this series. I don't want to hear it. If he gives up four goals in the first first series and they lose 4-3, to three, they cannot bring in Volamov. They cannot. I, I, if I see Volomov in the I don't think they will series. unless unless he lets it a few weak goals or or he is nothing, nothing the Bruins is I don't do think it. they will nothing the Bruins are going to do is weak Bergeron and Marchand they're going to with authority they're going to beat this kid they're going to just I mean and the, and the top two lines for the Bruins right now are absolute machines they are they're playing like, good you, you you named you named you named your you know best five guys and they're mostly Bruins you didn't even get around to naming David Krejci, and he's one of the best players in the league. Now, hold on. Now, watching watching throughout the playoffs, Brock Nelson has six goals. Brock Nelson right now yes, is he one of he's one of the hottest. He's one of the hottest goal scorers right now in the playoffs. Going into this series, the whole line is higher for me. And I, by the way, by the way, all the Islander fans that wanted to trade Bolivier. I've been hearing so many things. Do not sign him. This guy, last year, had 12 or 13 goals in the playoffs. This year, he already has three. Yeah. I mean, why Why do Islander fans want to trade this guy? He's a playoff player. I, like, I just... 
I just want to like point something out though, right? Go ahead. You guys were like, oh, this guy's this guy's got five goals. Yeah. Oh, well, Villiers on fire. Are they on fire because they're playing well, or are they on fire because they got shoot Tristan Barry? Uh, watch if you watch. I knew that's what you were gonna say. If you watch Brock <laughs> Nelson and his goals in, in in this series, they were fantastic goals. And I'm not a Brock Nelson fan. All his goals were fantastic. Uh, got to admit, it's a whole lot easier to score on Tristan Jarry. Now, what are you going to say? It's the quality of the goals, too. What, what, there are some good ones. What, what are you going to say when, when Brock Nelson scores two or three goals, two goals in, in a game against Duke Oresk? Are you going to say it's lucky? Uh, I, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give him a lot of credit in a 4-3 to three loss. That would be a great game for him. Mm. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. This series is going to be a lot closer than you think. It's going to be a lot closer. Well, I don't than very you much will be. It will be a lot closer I, I, I than you think. I don't know. Listen, it's playoff hockey. Everything gets a little tighter. Everything gets a little closer. But, uh, I, I mean, listen, uh, like you guys believe in your team, and I believe in my team, and that's just where we come down. But, like, the Bruins have the better players. Historically, Rask is the best goal, the best goalie in the playoffs and the best save percentage. I really like the Bruins' chances. Uh, listen, I, the Bruins are the favorites are coming out of this series. There's no question that they are. They're the hottest team going into the playoffs. And when hot teams go into the playoffs – that says a lot about the team. But let's be honest. The Washington Capitals weren't much of a team, okay? <laughs> they're not a good team. They they Hold no, on, they, hold on. They're hold not. On, hold they're on, not. The Penguins hold are the number The Penguins The Penguins were the number 1 seed. A whole lot more than the Penguins did. The Penguins were the number 1 seed in the Eastern Conference. They well, were the I mean, number 1 seed. No Eastern Conference. Whatever. The division. right? And the two bottom teams have now advanced, though. So, and all of those teams, I think, were only separated by five points. Yeah, still, six points. Still a lot. The Penguins right. to play five points. That's still that's a lot. That's a lot of points. That's, that's three games. In hockey, that's a lot of points. That's that's, that's like, three wins. That's, that's not like, three games. That, that's like six. That's that, You're like six games in hand because you, it's very hard that's, to win. Through. That's two wins and an overtime win. I understand that, Jeff. I understand that, but you know the last ten games of the regular season, it's very close. The games are very, very close. It's very hard to win three or four games in a row. It's not quite easy to do that. So hockey is different from basketball and all the other sports. So uh, again, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that when I look at the big picture and I look at the Islanders going into this series, I, I yes, I I pick the Bruins to win this series. I I think it goes six or seven, but if Sorokin is hot and he goes into this series and he plays and he stands on his head and the Islanders play the defense that they they believe they they can they can play, uh, they can win. It's playoff hockey. It's, it's playoff hockey. Anything could happen. Yeah, right? absolutely. Anything could happen. Absolutely. Right. Oh, I'm not. I'm not discounting that. What? I mean, listen. Just because you had the beeve on doesn't mean everyone else on the planet is as stupid as him. Like, I'm not as naive to think that like that couldn't happen. Oh, yeah, stop. I mean, Leave him alone. Team. They play. What? Leave him alone. I mean, le- yeah, you, I understand. He, he he doesn't know a lot about it basketball. Was he, 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 it was unanimous. Did you read the chat? He doesn't know a lot about basketball, Jeff. He, he was he talking. Know a lot about life. <laughs> All right, speaking of the chat, uh, Josh says had the Bruins repping the Eastern Conference before the playoffs started. Uh, ben says Jarry crossed the pens. The game. Starts- Josh, Josh, weren't you the one that always you know before the season start that the Rangers have a good chance to make the playoffs? So I, I don't really. <laughs> 
I, I don't. I, I you said. And by the way, who do we have on the show? The big ranger writer. Oh, uh, Anthony Scultori. Uh, which who came out and said that the Islanders don't have a chance of making the playoffs. And the, uh, the Flyers were going to win the division. And the Flyers are going to win the division. I said he was out of his damn mind. And I said that defense always prevails, and and goaltending always prevails, and that's something. And I said the Rangers. And I told him on the show. I said, and he laughed at me. I said. The Rangers don't have defense. They're not coming. They're not going to the playoffs. And he says, "What about Fox? What about? Fox? Yeah, they have a good defenseman. Ah, defenseman. That's it. That's it." Uh, Snug says, "If the Islanders wanted even yeah, a good, prayer in the second that round, can play offense well. They, they, they have defensemen that can play offense well. They don't have defensemen that can play defense well." Snug says, "If the Islanders wanted you, to even have a prayer in the second round, then they needed to pay Tavares." Uh, Josh says, honestly, they should have swept Washington. Easily could have. Snug says it was a very physical series. The extra rest is an advantage for the Bruins. Josh had showed last year in Tampa versus the Islanders what the rest does. Brad Marchand is so underrated. <laughs> Carl says the Knicks jersey looks like a three-on-three league run by Ice Cube. Uh, Josh says Barzell is nowhere close, near close to overrated. He's extremely underrated. Uh, Mike, uh, the beef says Barzell is not overrated. I'll take Barzell on the Rangers. Yes, of course we would. Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Josh has Pasternak not in the list of top five Bruins or top five players in that series. Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, Pasternak is unbelievable. You could try to choke him, but your hands won't fit around his big neck. I guess referring to Errol's comments on Perry Trotz. Carl says, how about the Panthers rookie goalie standing on his head in game four? Spencer Knight. Yes, that was tremendous, Carl. Josh has perfection line. Pasternak's my favorite. Uh, Carl says, what a third goal by Point in the Lightning. Night will be good, I think, Carl. Bobrovsky contract made no sense. Point is so clutch. Ben, Ben, coming back in, our fellow Penguins fan, says, number one in the division. Yes. Josh says, you could thank Jari for passing the fuck to Bailey. Yeah, that's obvious. Speedy, just talk, and then you can go back and, and answer the questions. Snug says, if they had Tavares, maybe they are no real shot minus luck or something strange. Josh says, wait a second, they could fight for a playoff spot. I admit I was wrong, but I didn't take the Islanders in the series and hurt the feelings. The Rangers aren't even involved. Mike says Fox could play D. What a crock of shit, okay? And, and, I'm going to say a curse because that's a crock. Josh, yeah, I love you, but what yeah, but, a crock. What a crock. And then Josh runs it out. He is the only one that D sucks. You know what, though, Errol? You're, you're a crock of shit, too, right? You're saying that Adam Fox is the only... You're saying Adam Fox is the only player on the Rangers. That's not true. Are you forgetting the toughness that Artemi Panarin brings to that team? I'm talking about defense. I'm not talking about their offense. I'm talking about defense. Oh, well, I, I, I defense. He was talking about the defense, yes. I was talking about the defense, and I yeah, said, but, yeah, I said, going into the... Hold on, hold on. That's all they have. That's all they have defensively. That's all they got. They got Fox. They play. They pay an overpriced uh, defenseman in Truba who doesn't deserve the money that he got, $9 million a year. They have a, a, a player like Miller who can't stay healthy. We don't even know what he is. They don't have defense. And I told that to the Ranger fans in the beginning of the season. I told the Beeve. I told Josh. I told all the Ranger fans. They are not making the playoffs. They're not. They're not going to make the playoffs next year either. They're not. They don't have defense. I legit don't even care that you that you were just talking about defense. Artemi Panarin's toughness is second to none. I'm not saying. Wow, wow, he's amazing. I'm not. First of all, I, I love Panarin. I think Panarin's a sensational player. I love Zabitajad. They have a lot of good offensive talent. They don't have defense. Even their defensive they talent. They don't have any depth down the middle either. And they're right. go- And by the way, their goaltending this year has been garbage. Sussorkin did not play well this year. 
Gregorio, whatever his name is. Greg Gorgiev, get Gorgiev. him out of here as Gregor fast as possible. He looked trappy too. The only oh team God, yeah. that he played well against is the Islanders. They don't have they, – I'm sorry, and I, I'm not being sarcastic. He He's being sarcastic, Errol, LOL. And I and it maybe he is. I, I, I don't know what it is, but for any Islander, any Ranger fan to say – and I, I've heard enough before the season start. I heard a lot of Ranger fans say the Rangers are a playoff team. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, the only Ranger fan that didn't say that they were they were on a playoff team is Speedy. He's the only one. Everybody else I heard, oh, they're a borderline playoff team. No, they're not. You cannot win with the defense they have. They should have traded that number one pick. Again, I'm going to say it. They should have traded that number one pick for a number one defenseman and, and possibly another draft pick. You could have gotten the, a number one defenseman of a team so, and possibly Errol, a first-round draft pick. What number one defenseman would they have been able to get? Oh, Colorado would have made that trade. I heard I was reading things that Colorado would have moved up to get them. I, I get, get, get what, Lafayette. Okay, who? I don't know. It would probably be something like Gerard, I would imagine. Colorado, They're not going to trade McCarr, so it would probably be something like Gerard. No, and they would have just gotten uh, Devin Taves, and he's another, he's like Adam Fox. He's good offensively, bad defensively. Tames is better than anything the Rangers have besides Fox. That's fair, that's fair but uh, hey, he's well, I'll say Elias Lane, yeah, that's He's close. not good at his own end. He's not good at his own end. Uh, again, I, again, like, you could have... I want, so hold on one second. I mean, so you're going to tell me right now, you're going to sit here right now and tell me you would have drafted Lafreniere when you have no defense? You have all the offense in the world. The Rangers have been in the top offense echelon of the league for the last eight years in the top eight, eight in the league. No, all no, the- no. I didn't say that. I just asked who's out there. Is there should go get someone? If there's no one out there, and the best thing to do is there were teams. There were teams. Philadelphia would have lined they up. They could have. They could have easily um, called Arizona and gotten um, Ekman Larson. Um, Ekman Larson. Oscar Ekman Larson. I don't know if Arizona would do that though, because he's the only one they got there. They don't have much defense either. Dude, they 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 were going to trade him, and Ekman Larson gave them a deadline. And the only reason that he didn't get moved is because they didn't find a trade good enough. But Ekman Larson was willing to go, and he's one of the best defensemen in the league. I'm sorry, he is. Yeah, I know. I I definitely would have embraced that if that was the trade. I just don't know if the the Coyotes the would have done it. I think the Coyotes have a specific thing for the for their trade. For I'm, I'm, we're going to get off the Rangers because the Rangers are not in the playoffs. But again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this once and for all. And we brought the Rangers up because Ranger fans over the last couple of years like to take shots at the Islanders. AK the Beef said last year the only the reason why the Rain, the, the Islanders made it to the Eastern Conference Championship because of COVID nineteen, which is a crock of you know what. They had to earn their way to this Eastern Conference Championship, and they played a very good team, Tampa Bay, which eventually won the Stanley Cup. Right? Okay. So I mean, there's there's not many things where that all of us are going to agree on, right? But can we just all agree? The Rangers and their fans deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Sorry, Josh. No. Of course you do, Lyle. Of course you do. No, I don't. <laughs> I just I, I came back and I said I'll say it again. I have told Ranger fans that when they had that number one pick, I would have traded that pick. And every Ranger fan says, "Why are we going to trade a pick? We were going to get Alexis Lafreniere. You don't need Lafreniere. You don't need him. Look at the offensive talent you have around him. You don't need him." You had the number two pick the year before. Josh says, uh, the D is awful, man. Nobody but him. Uh, the Beef says, Miller could be good, but we don't know yet. Yeah, still early with him. Uh, Truba, Truba is trash. Truba I like sucks. Andre Miller. 
I like Keandre Miller. Can't say yeah, healthy. He's got, he's got upside. He's got upside, but Errol's right. He, he can't stay healthy, and he's had he's he had a great stretch he's in the beginning young. of the season. Speedy, what did I tell you he's about Keandre? Young. Speedy, what did I tell you about Keandre Miller? They when called he comes him up too league? early. And what else did I say? Did, did I not say that because of his size and, his, and, and the problems that he'll have with his size, especially early in his career, that he's going to be fighting injury? Did I not say you also, that? Yeah, you also said he was going to be a bad skater, which hasn't been true yet either. No, that's wrong. But uh, I'm not always right. Uh, Josh says he's being sarcastic. Uh, Crocs are garbage. I don't know what a croc is. <laughs> Josh says Islander fans are fighting about the Rangers. What is happening? Uh, ben says, uh, Josh says, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Carl says, this is interesting. Could have called up San Jose also. Josh says, thanks, Heavens. They would have gotten killed. And Josh says, Lyle, you're not sorry. <laughs> uh, San Jose, Carl, I don't know. I see. The problem is they're older defensemen. They're uh, both Burns and Carlson have struggled the last couple of years since they've played together. And the Rangers need more of the physical, bigger type. Which I, I even mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we were doing overrated players. Carlson has not been the same since he went to San Jose. And even at the time, remember, remember the Rangers were in the market for him. Uh, I, I wanted him at the time, but he hasn't looked the same. So I'm glad they didn't trade with they what Ottawa got traded to get him. Now getting back into the Bruins and and Islanders series. The, what what there's if you're looking at the tail of the tape, the Bruins are the better team. It's not even a question. They're the better team in this series, and they have the they have the veteran goalie in Tukaras that's won a Stanley Cup before. They have the best line in this series, the number one line. They probably they don't have the second best line because the second best line has been the Nelson line. They've been fabulous. I think they have nine goals in the in the last series. I know it was against the Penguins, but they're a hotline. I I'm think sorry. it's more. No, I think they had nine goals. Well, okay. Well, uh, Bailey has two. I think well, Bailey has three. Mm-hmm. And if they said Nelson has six, that's like eleven. That's eleven goals, if that's the case. Yeah. All right, so they have eleven goals. It nine, eleven. It doesn't matter. They they have a hot line. Let's see what they could do against a good defense. Now the the Bruins are a better defense than the the Penguins are. They have the better goaltender. So now the Islanders they have the better offense. Uh, no question. I think the I think the Islanders have the better defense in this series. There, there's no question they have oh, the yeah. better defense. Okay, so and we don't know if they have the better goalie because Sorokin has been just as good as any goalie so far in the playoffs. So he and he's a young goalie. We'll see what he can do against a Bruins team that's won before. They've won Stanley Cups and they understand how to win. So, but the better offense is is by far the Bruins. It's not even an argument. Uh, that first two lines, those are the, those are dominant lines. Now, do the Bruins have the advantage? They do. And any Islander fan that thinks that they don't, they're on drugs. They're on drugs. And and right now, I would say the Bruins win in six or seven games. I, I, right now, I'm pushing. I want the Islanders to win, but I have to see in the first game. The Islanders need to win the first game. They cannot go into the Boston Garden, and lose the first game. They have to show the Bruins that they're going to have a series. Carl says, Lightning are a freight train. Yes, they are. Right now. Beef, Beef says, uh, Boston well, wins the, the series 4-2. The, the Lightning have cheaters. Everyone should point that out. Okay. I agree with Jeff on that one. Okay. Uh, 100%. Beef says Boston wins the series 4-2. to two, And Snug says, it'll be great with great joy that the city of Boston gets to kick New York in the ass again. Okay, and what happens if, let's say, Snug, that the Islanders win the series. What are you going to say then? What are you going to say? Uh, that's not going to happen, but okay. But, but what happens if it does, Jeff? What are you going to say then? Are you going to hide? Are you going to hide under a rock? Speedy, Speedy, record this. Listen, that has just about as much chance of happening 
as Beeb saying something. Now, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, let me ask you a question because you know this is playoff hockey and hockey is completely different than 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 any yeah, other you sport. Get a hot goal. You get a hot goaltender, it can turn anything. Absolutely. Any on his head Absolutely. Sure. And and that's what I'm saying. If Sorokin is if Sorokin stands on his head in this series, and their defense plays better than what they did, because I'll tell but you, you this: you only look at you do this all the time. You only look at things one way. No, this I don't. All you do. I just going, I just oh, picked the Bruins to win, you idiot. No, 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 hold on, no, no, hold on. But you go, but Sorokin yeah, you're discounting the guy that has the best save percentage in the history of the NHL in the playoffs, Tuka Rask. What a Tuka Rask. I watched Tuka Rask. I watched Tuka Rask in the Stanley Cup Finals against the St. Louis Bruins give up some of the worst goals I have ever seen. The worst. Horrible. The worst. You know what the thing about him is? You know, here's legitimately the thing about him, seriously, and it's actually scary how often this happens. He'll let in the one that's the easiest save on the planet, Mm -hmm. and he will stop. He will stop the shot that is destined to hit the back of the net. He'll stop that one 100% of the time, and then he'll let in some of the softest goals you'll ever see. Oh, absolutely. I saw like six or seven goals that were horrendous. In in that series, and I was there when I in game number in game number five, he gave up two really bad. In game seven, he gave he gave up two really bad goals in the first period. In yeah. the first period, that, that that me and you could have stopped Jeff. I could have stopped him. It was it, the, one of them just was squeaked right through his wickets. You I mean, you saw the I whole mean, that's thing. What, that, that's that's what can happen. But like you know, and it can happen. Sorokin could stand on his head. He's a terrific goaltender. You're pointing out all the reasons that it could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you'd have to see Pasta go cold. You'd have to see Marshy go cold. You'd have to see Paul, Frenchy, Bergeron, Coyle, Jabuff that have to all go cold. Not necessarily go cold. I mean, the Islanders are going to have to play tough defense against them. You know this is going to be a hard-hitting series. Islanders are way more physical than Washington, though. And that, that that's a big factor. But they're not way more hold physical on, than on. Boston. The Islanders are more physical than Washington, and Washington has, like, Tom Wilson and some other guys that can... Islanders are really one of the more physical teams Gar- in the NHL, yes, they are. Gar- Gar- Garnet Hathaway can hit. Tom Wilson can certainly hit. You know, like, the the... the, the by the way, Ovechkin could hit. Ovechkin laid a hit on Pasternak that was unreal, or maybe it was crazy, but it was unreal open ice hit. Like to say that, like the Bruins don't know how to play, wouldn't be able to handle physical hockey is nope. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. And and if and if you want to play physical hockey, go back to when the when the Bruins won the Stanley Cup. There's certainly a lot of guys that aren't there, but if you go back, they bullied. The Canucks. Yeah. Only them. The Bruins love physical hockey. You want to play physical? Let's do it. I, well, I'll so, tell you this. You're saying the Bruins, well, you're saying the Bruins love physical hockey, but you compare them to a team from 10 years ago when, what, no one on that team is still on the Bruins now? You talk about, what, there's, a, there's a dozen players still on that team. Krejci's still there. Marchand's still there. Bergeron's still there. There's a bunch was of was on that team in 2011? Yes, he was young. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He scored two goals in Game 7, by the way, to help them win. Bergeron had two goals. Marchand had the other two goals. Learn some hockey, friend. <laughs> Snug says, I'm going to say Beef infected the Bruins with Lyle 19. Josh says, still think Colorado is the best all around, but a healthy Tampa is close. Uh, Carl asks, this is a good question, Corey Crawford or Tuka Rask in the, in the playoffs? That Tuka is actually Rask. a good question. Tuka Rask. 
Go ahead. Keep going. Obviously, it's true for Rats. Corey Crawford was the original glove side highway. Did he ever stop anything to his glove side? Tuka Rask, it's not even a question. Yeah, and Rask had the better longevity, too. Uh, Snug says, Earl kind of said, just wouldn't commit to it. And I, said I think Carl, uh, and I'm not really sure he didn't specify. Uh, Carl said back in the day, too, to specify that as well. Uh, that, that is a good question, though, Carl, because Crawford, even though he wasn't a, amazing all the time regular season goalie, he definitely did step up at times. But the problem is he wasn't better than Tuka Rask in the playoffs. No, I don't, I don't think he was either. I don't think he was either in terms of doing it more often because he also. How many the, Stanley the, Cups the, did Corey Crawford win? Three. Mm-hmm. But three. also mm-hmm. factor in the fact that. Remember the 2015 season? He actually got benched because he was so bad in the first round against Nashville that they had to bring in Scott Darling, and Scott Darling bailed them out for a while. And then once Darling started to struggle, he then he went back. But still, Tuka Rask, I don't think has ever had that kind of case, barring any injury, where that has been the case where he got completely benched for a long period of time. Short periods of time, yeah, I think there were some stretches where Rask had that, but it wasn't much. Is anybody going to speak? Everybody has nothing to say now. Because Speedy, you know what I your mean, problem is. You know, I, Speedy, you know what your problem is. And now let me speak because you guys left uh, about two seconds. I let you guys speak, but you didn't say anything. I was giving you guys the 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 rain, but you obviously didn't say anything. Uh, Speedy, when you speak, you fill in the, the blank and don't stop unless you you know you're going to stop. That's your problem. Now uh, going back into this, the Corey Crawford thing. I don't give a crap who's better. Because Corey Crawford won three Stanley Cups with the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Corey Crawford had one of the best teams we've seen in in probably the last 15, 20 years. Okay? With the talent that they had defensively, offensively. Look, Marion Hosa was on the team. That was a great team. The, Tuka Rask, when he won the Stanley Cup, let's be honest. That, that uh, Boston Bruins team, they were good, but they weren't great. They weren't a great team. Okay, they got a they, they got a bunch of players at the trade deadline. They 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 squeaked into the playoffs when they when they won the Stanley Cup, and then they completely dominated throughout the playoffs. And Tuukka Rask stood on his head. I remember that when they beat Vancouver in the Stanley well, Cup. Finals. I mean, well, what's the I change that they won't remember that because it, it's amazing that you remember Tuukka Rask standing on his head, considering he didn't play a single game, and that was Tim Thomas. But that's a good. Memory. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Tim Thomas. I'm, I'm sorry, you're right, Tim Thomas. I'm sorry, that was his last year, Tim Thomas. Tim it's Thomas won the Stanley Cup. Memory you have it, it's like a former like, Islander Tim Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> it was, <laughs> and I remember it was yeah. that was the, yeah. that was Tim Thomas's last year. Only get good when they leave. Wild. Tuka Rask got hurt in the second second um second round. Tim right? Thomas never played a game for the Islanders. He was traded there to meet the cap four. Who cares? Uh, what, what the... It's the same as the Dano Chara. You get off the island, you're destined for greatness. <laughs> Well, that's not true. Zygmunt Palfi, Pierre Turgeon, there were a lot of great Islanders, uh, Jeff. Stop. Yeah. Pat mean, LaFontaine. Going back to the 50s? Pat LaFontaine. They, they weren't, weren't a team players. in the 50s. 80s? Okay, there's the 80s. We're no, in the Pat 80s. LaFontaine was not. Older. That was the 90s, Pat LaFontaine. It was oh, 80, that, late well, 80s, well, early I mean, that's 90s. Late 80s. Yeah, that's the 80s. Pat LaFontaine was, was on the, 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 the team 80s. that lost yeah. to the Oilers in the finals. That was it. That oh, was so right. We're back thirty yeah. years. He went now. to Buffalo after that. That's when he played in the nineties. And he was with the Rangers too at yeah. some point. <laughs> that, that was in that was in the late nineties. That was later. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember the order on that, but yeah, that was right La- after the Stanley Lafonte- Cup. Yeah, the Lafontaine was more his prime was definitely away from the Cup teams, and like Lyle was saying, like he was young right around when they lost the Oilers mm. in eighty four, eighty five. All I'm saying is when when the when the Boston Bruins made it to the, the they won the Stanley Cup. I remember they they squeaked into the playoffs, and then they just played dominant hockey throughout the playoffs. They were unbelievable in the playoffs. But they have players 
that have been there before. Bergeron has been there. Marchant has been there before. The Islanders, they, besides Don't maybe and Krejci, yes, they have players that have Don't been Tuka Rask. Yes, the Islanders have maybe two players that have been to a Stanley Cup Finals. That's it. That's it. So the, the Bruins have a lot of playoff tested guys. They really do. Yeah, even some of the trades they made recently, too. A lot of those guys have a good veteran experience as well. All I'm saying is that I believe you make it seem like this is going to be an easy series. This isn't going to be an easy series for the Bruins. I'm telling you right now, this isn't going to be easy. Nothing. And, no, no, no. Nothing's easy. I don't want to make it seem like it's easy. I mean, listen, the Islanders could win a game. I mean, that's possible. I think the Islanders are going to win more than a game. And I think the Islanders are going to get... It'll go 6 or 7 I think it's going six. If the Bruins win, it goes six. If the Islanders win, it goes seven. That's what I think. And if the Islanders win, they're going to have to beat the Bruins twice at the Garden. Mm-hmm. Twice. By the way, the Islanders have five players that were playing in the Stanford Finals. I'm sorry? Who? Who? who, who Lyle. What did you say, Lyle? Mumbling? I think they have five players who played in the Stanford Finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did they I mean, ever they win? they have more than that. The Stanley Cup Finals was only two years ago. So their entire top line. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying like he said. He was talking about Stanley. He was talking about Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, um, 2011. Experience. Are you talking and about the Islanders? Are you talking? Hold on. Are you talking about the? They won the Stanley Cup Finals two years. Are you talking? Hold on. Hold on, Jeff. 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 I think he's talking about the Islanders. Are you talking about the Islanders? Yes, before you said the Islanders had one or two guys who've been there, and I, out of curiosity, looked, and I'm counting, and I believe it's five, which... They're all devils. They're all devils. Yeah, they're all devils. They're all devils. They're all devils, yeah. Okay, so, right. uh, fine, the, that's the, fine. The Bruins' starting five has all been to the finals, so then we can move beyond that, and it's just, it's an embarrassment. The Bruins have far more playoff experience and deeper playoff experience. Nobody said they didn't. Your so Islanders... Snug says, come on, Martin Brodeur won the Stanley Cup for the Bruins when Wayne Gretzky scored the game winner on Garth Snow. Snug says, it's not going to be easy for Islander fans to watch. Snug asks, who mumbles better, Lyle or his brother, the Beef? And then Carl says, Lyle, uh, let's all pitch in for a new phone for Lyle. I, I will say this. I have no voice. And I, I have no voice. And listening to all you guys make jokes and make it seem like this is going to be an easy. This is not going to be easy for the Bruins. And anybody oh, that thinks you know, so. you know I'm kidding. I know you. I'm not talking about you, Jeff. Yeah, I, about, I know you are. I'm talking. I'm talking about Snug, and uh, I'm talking about the, the guys. If any any of you Boston Bruin fans think that this is going to be a shoe in win, and you're going to the Eastern Conference Championship, you're sadly mistaken. The Islanders are not going to just let you go in. Uh, to the Coliseum and just wipe the floor with them. You saw the Penguins. The Penguins had the lead, the 2-1 lead. I, I think the Islanders made a big mistake. They should have never played Volomov. And I'll tell you this again, Delisle. I don't want to hear it anymore. Volomov should not see the ice at all throughout this playoffs. If he does, I agree with you. Trotz is making I said a it, mistake. I said the only way he does is if the series is, is essentially over and they're making the change to try and spark them. Mm-hmm. That's the only I way I see them doing it. I can't wait until Marshan does some dirty shit to to uh, to Ilya Samso. What's his name? Sorokin. 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 I almost said Samsonov. That was the last idiot in the Manny's jaw. Sorokin. I can't wait till Marshan does something dirty to Sorokin, and all you muggles lose your mind. It's going to be awesome. Muggles. You haven't used that one in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, I will and, say and, this. And listen, and listen. I was I was 
kidding about most of that, that other stuff, right? I like to have I fun know. with you guys and I joke know. a little bit. The only thing I, the only thing I never joke about is how stupid the beef is. I mean, he's <laughs> dumb, right? Well, yes, we know, we know. Well, Jeff. the beef. Well, hold on a second. He doesn't know anything about basketball, Jeff. Okay, he, name a name a subject he does know something about. He Let's knows football. His, uh, he knows football. Is better than Barry. Really? Detailed, uh, no, well, because he was a cowboy. He 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 makes these things up with the Cowboys. He thinks they're Cowboys. Uh, everything with the Cowboys. That's did, you, did you know that Dak Prescott is just coming off his third straight Super Bowl win? <laughs> well, he says stuff about you know the Cowboys, but he knows football. He does. I mean, if you get into a, do you know Stevie Lamb is going to be a terrible player? Yeah, well, that was another stupid name. Remark. Name a subject he does know something about. Well, we've talked for he's we've embarrassed himself from every subject from uh, making potato salad to now basketball and obviously the Cowboys. <laughs> well, I, he hasn't watched he doesn't watch much basketball because he was a Chicago Bulls fan growing up, and he hasn't watched enough of that because the Bulls have sucked since Jordan has left. Okay, and Derrick Rose actually okay, they were um, good with Derrick Rose for a little bit. So go ahead. I, I gotta go, but hey, uh, good luck to series, Jeff. Yes, good, um, good luck to you. Well, Hopefully next, next week. Have a good night, everybody. I think it'll be a fun series, Lyle. I, I, I hope that you enjoy watching the Bruins dominate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you wear a ball gag. You're going to be a complete submissive to Brad Marchand for the next week. If the Islanders have any chance to win this series, they have to win game one. I, I, I really think that game one, show the, show the uh, Bruins that you can win a game at the Garden. That's when the Bruins will start to play catch me up, and 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 they'll start pressing, and and I think they have to win, uh, they have to win one game one or game two. There's no question that they have to, but I think game one is so important for the Islanders to really shut up the crowd and shut the Bruins fans up because you need to do that against the Bruins. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what Lyle is saying. Uh, the Garden is just as loud as the Coliseum. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely is. But this, is, but this is what I'm saying. Like this is what I'm saying, though, Errol. Is when you talk to just any Islanders fan, any just immediately everything they have is better. Oh, our team is better. This is better. Our building is louder. No, it's not. Like it, it, it's so ridiculous to think that like everything that they have is better. And then when you go, oh, name the five best players, and then they're all Bruins, and then they're like, oh, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Snug says Lyle has those big block cell phones from the late 80s. Snug says Varlamov for mayor of New York. Snug says, oh yeah, I hope Martian breaks a stick on dude's helmet. Carl says, Ezekiel Elliott, come on. Snug says, yes, the beef stupidity does hold humanity back slightly. And Carl says, I watched the Bulls. Don't defend the, uh, I defend the beef. Don't defend the beef on that. Well, it's going to be an interesting series. This is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Bruins versus. Carl, Carl's a smart guy. Carl gets it. He should be. He should be elected mayor of uh, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, I will say Carl that. Should. I will say this. You, you, this week you say some nice things. Last week you didn't say such nice things about Carl. Okay, smart ass. Yeah, I've taken my. I've taken. I've taken my meds this week. <laughs> okay. Then, then again, last week Jeff, Jeff and Lyle were supposed to be homeboys, and now they're uh, they're fighting with each other again. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, listen, I'm homeboys with anybody that hates Josh. (laughs) Poor Josh. (laughs) And we're back to now hating on Josh, and Josh isn't even here today. (laughs) We'll talk about the Aaron Rodgers thing tomorrow. That'll be one of our first segments because we're going to have Mark and obviously Gerard. Joe, Mm -hmm. is that that not the greatest tweet you've ever seen today, by the way? What was that? The the, the Aaron, dude, Brooks Kepka tweeting Aaron Rodgers. 
No, I didn't hear that. What what happened? He sent a tweet like they announced they announced that next match. Mickelson That's right, Kepka. Yeah. Uh, right, and and Kepka tweeted at Aaron Rodgers. Goes, Sorry, bro. <laughs> Trash <laughs> talking already. They went back and forth on Twitter though. Those two dudes hate each other, and I'm here for all of it. <laughs> All of it. I didn't hear anything about that, but I, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers tomorrow. I do want to finish up this show with the Julio Jones situation, and um, I, I will say this. Julio Jones is still an elite wide receiver in this league. He, he's no question an elite wide receiver in this league. He can't stay healthy, but he's an elite wide receiver. And we were talking about where could he go. There's only one team I think he's going to, and that's the New England Patriots. New England. Yeah, I that's think so. Right. Ship him to New England. That's, baby. that's <laughs> where I think he's going. I I, I really do oh, believe God. that. Uh, I mean, that's everything that I've so read. Great, isn't it? I mean, Bill Belichick, Belichick right now is negotiating and talking talking trade with them. Julio Jones already came out and said that he wants out, so he's not staying with Atlanta, which is surprising. Uh, you know, especially Julio Julio Jones, who's more of a quiet guy, he doesn't really speak up, right. he doesn't really say mm-hmm. anything. He came out and said that he wants out. Um, I, I think he has, he has a great relationship with Cam Newton. He wants to play with Cam. Uh, I don't know if Cam's going to, he's going to hold that job I, for, for the whole season. I, I think even Cam Newton can't screw up that offense. They get Julio Jones and it's, and it's Aguilar and Bourne and Julio and Janu and Hunter Henry. Even Cam Newton couldn't screw that up. Oh, well, we'll see. I, I think, I think one way or another, you're going to see the young kid go in one way or another this year. I, I do. And I think. He's the kind of guy. I'm telling you right now. I know you don't like Mac Jones, but I think it was a. I, 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 listen, listen. I, it's, not, it's not personal, right? Like I'm not. Listen, I don't make things personal, right? Like I'm not making it personal. I just believe Mac Jones was surrounded by superior talent. No question, he's going to be surrounded right. by superior talent uh, with the Patriots too. If they get Julio I don't Jones, think he's going to get a chance. I don't think he's going to get a chance this year. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he's you, gonna you 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 watch him you watch him start the year on on IR you watch mm-hmm. he won't be available to week you watch I promise you mm-hmm. you don't even think he's a backup huh wow no well, why do you think listen don't, don't end up cutting someone mid season but why do you think they just signed Brian Hoyer and Stidham is still there mm-hmm. they're they're gonna take the pressure off of Mac Jones and IR him and you won't see that dude until week ten. Interesting. Carl says Westbrook got thrown on him, popcorn thrown on him tonight. Will Islander fans throw crap at Marshand? He also says Kepka and DeChambu, I don't know how it's pronounced, talk tomorrow. Scam Newton to Julio Jones. Snug says breaking news Julio Jones to the New York Islanders. And then Ben says Rodgers to Julio Jones. A Packer fan pushing Julio Jones to Green Bay. That might be the only thing to save Aaron Rodgers. No, nah, I don't think Julio Jones is going to. I haven't heard anything with the Green Bay Packers. I thought that would that would make sense, but I haven't heard any. The only two teams that if I've heard. At, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, know that you, I know that you hate Vegas odds, right? But if you look <laughs> at Vegas odds, the Patriots are one-to-one to get him. The Tennessee Titans are three-to-one to get him. And it's seventeen to one right now that the Packers would get him. It's so unlikely that the Packers would get him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that kind the of thing. Either. On the, the next team on the betting odds list is Tennessee. So it's probably going to be either New England or Tennessee because those lists they're not far off. Mm-hmm. 
And I've, I've seen a lot with Tennessee trying to get involved with that since obviously they have A.J. Brown as number one. And if Julio gets hurt, I mean, they, they still have that to go with. They him. lost they, Corey Davis. They lost Corey the Davis. But again, that, that could take some pressure off him, too. So that, that, that'd, be, that'd be something if he went to Tennessee. Though. So they've made a lot of bad trades, though, the, recent, the last couple of years. So who knows? I, 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 heard, I heard Josh say something about Julio to the Jets. <laughs> Who said that? Apparently Josh. Josh? <laughs> no, no, no. He never said that. No. Yes, he did. He quoted one of the sources. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he never, Josh never said anything about Julio Jones to the Jets. Are you sure his I'm, source I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm 100% that he never said anything about sources say that the, the Jets are going to get Julio Well, Jones. we have somebody investigating that now. Carl comments, did Josh no, reverse no. on Julio? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm literally just kidding. I just threw that comment in there for Carl. We were going to see who started the first ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Carl's going full force now to, to, to figure that out, uh, Jeff. Don't worry. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's one of his cats. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait until tomorrow's show. Three hours of this, and then you have Mark and Gerard coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Mark is coming on. What? What are, what are they going to talk about? Alabama track and field? <laughs> or Alabama, Alabama, perhaps Alabama softball. Oh, my God. Tomorrow's Alabama, Alabama, the Alabama golf team is still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, they, will any of them be playing against Aaron Rodgers and Brooks Kepka? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tomorrow's show is going to be funny. I mean, I mean, it's going to be something about Alabama, right? No, I think uh, I, I think when they come on, they'll, they'll talk. Uh, they'll obviously talk about football because they're both very knowledgeable about football. So they'll probably get into the NFL. Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and if, and Julio if, Jones. If they talk NFL football, if they talk NFL football, though, right? It's going to only be players that were that played at Alabama now in the NFL. No, well, no, no. Well, which includes Julio Jones. First of all, Gerard, you're going to like Gerard because he's a New England Patriot fan. So. Uh. So you'll like uh, him. He he knows. I don't, I don't know. He is a he's a Patriot fan, diehard Jet Patriot fan, diehard, and he grew up a Patriot fan. I think he's from Boston, if I'm not mistaken. I think he said he was from Boston. So uh, and he moved down to Alabama because he got a TV deal. But uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive he is a Patriot fan. So. And he, I think he grew up, up uh, in Rhode Island or Providence or something like that. Yes, so. Carl Mark will be on the show tomorrow. How do you get a TV deal in Alabama? There's only like a dozen people in Alabama with a TV. <laughs> Some of it got affected by storms, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's just being funny. I mean, I mean, Mark's a celebrity. He's the only guy that has Wi-Fi in the entire state. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mark will be on tomorrow with his co-partner, uh, Gerard, who runs that show, uh, runs the Alabama. What's the Alabama channel? I don't remember the, the name of it. Yeah, show. but they're 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 on a very popular Alabama ne- uh, network, uh, which is a, one of the only sports shows on on the Alabama network. So it, they're is it, is it called Toothless Radio? No, it's not. <laughs> you'll see. You'll, you'll like Gerard. Gerard is very knowledgeable. He knows his uh, he knows his basketball. He knows his football. I like everybody. No, you don't. <laughs> you do? I have a hard time uh, figuring that out. <laughs> you hate everybody. I like everybody. Who, who, who don't I like? Uh, hmm. I like Carl. Carl's a good That's guy. That's true. You do like Carl. Today, right? you like Carl. <laughs> I get it. True. Today, you like Carl. Snug is a good guy. Kenny offered to cook for you. 
Kenny, very oh, nice guy. Kenny was supposed to deliver a turkey in 2018. That still hasn't come yet. So. He's smoking oil. He was telling me the other day he was smoking oil. He's out of his damn mind. What was the other stuff he was saying to me? He was smoking to oh, There was something else. He's smoking all this crazy <laughs> crap. I mean, seriously. And he calls the show. I love I, I love Kenny, but he's out of his mind. I, I, Miami Heat, you can't tell me. Uh, haven't heard it forever. I like Miami Haven't hits. heard from it forever. I mean, he, he, he sounded like he was drunk every time he called the show. <laughs> Stuck was texting me yesterday I, during off the bat. He said he wouldn't be surprised if Miami Heat was in jail. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, oh, yeah, down there. Who knows? Uh, he always you know, goes, I, I mean, Earl, Earl, like the, Earl. I, I even like the beef. I like the beef. Oh, you do? He's do you adorable. really? He's like one of those. He's like one of those babies with a soft head that has to wear a helmet. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. That poor kid, man. Carl says, hey, Jeff, Mark is bringing his partner for ammo. Snug says, are the segments on this show sponsored by Mountain Dew? Ben laughing emojis. And Snug says, will he bring you some wax to smoke with a turkey? Thank you, Snug. That's what it was. He was smoking wax. Yeah, well, we, we're going to have a really good show lined up tomorrow. We have a lot of segments. We're going to have some guests. Uh, we're going to have Mark. Uh, Gerard, I think we we might have another guest coming on the show as well. Um, so it's, it's going to be a good show. Uh, I, it, today was a good show. I just It was a lot of basketball, a lot of hockey, but great show. I mean, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew we really were going to contain it with the with, with basketball and hockey. As far as, I'm concerned, called. as far as I'm concerned, if anybody thinks that this was a great win by the Knicks, you guys are on drugs, okay? Right. And I don't want to hear it because – they if they play what are you talking about this such a young team though oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god man i can't believe he said that I, I mean but he doesn't know what he's talking about he really doesn't well let me ask you a question let, let me ask you like a question do you think that derrick rose can make the all rookie team this year <laughs> if ben simmons were rookie of the year three years in a row i guess it's possible maybe nine years ago <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe his he said knees, that. His knees could make the all-rookie team. I think those things are all brand new. The only two young players, the only three young players playing on this team right now that are playing on this lineup is Quigley, Toppin, Toppin, and uh, R.J. Barrett. That's it. Those are the three it's, young players. Toppin's not getting. Toppin's not getting a ton of time. No, he's, he's getting playing, nine minutes. He's playing, he's playing. He's playing some important minutes. I'm not saying that he's not. But Quigley's the only one playing. Uh, a reasonable about a minute that, that that's a young player. Carl Carl asks, next Knicks game that is on when you guys are just do play by play Errol and Speedy can do color. Speedy would be better than Jim Jackson. No, again, Speedy, again, Speedy Carl, I would be, not mind that. Speedy would be the play by play. I would be the color guy. Um, he, that would that's the way. I approve be. either way. <laughs> but uh, thank nah. you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Speedy's voice makes me, voice makes me wish I drank the Jello in <laughs> Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's show is going to be great. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of laughs. Uh, Mark will be in uh, with Gerard. Like I said, we'll have another special guest probably tomorrow as well. So that'll be a great show. Maybe we'll get Josh back. I don't know if uh, Jeff will like that. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, he was all over the feed all the, the whole show, but but no, didn't want to do, didn't want to come on the show and do the show. So I mean, you guys, you guys should you guys should take a poll though. Was was. You know, see if your listeners believe this show is an upgrade over previous shows or if they would like to uh, have another host with you guys. <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Jeff. You are one crazy SOP, man. 
You really are. Listen, if I if I was running programming for you guys, I would get Mark and Beam a show immediately. No, I would not. Those two guys Why on the not? show. Because you have Mark, who's more analytically, you know, uh, he's more of a coach. Somebody's got to teach the Beave about analytics. And, 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 <laughs> and, and the Beave, he's all over the place. So I don't think that would be good. So, And if you put Lyle on that show, that would oh, be interesting. Oh, God. Too. That would be interesting, too. How about Josh, I'm, Mark, and the Beave? I'd probably faint. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. I mean, like, if you put the three of those dudes in a room, which one do you think ate the most taste in, like, first grade? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I would love I would love to see these. You know what I should do? I should get, like, a special show with uh, the Beave, Mark, and Josh on one show. That would be funny. And Josh will host the show just for one time, a one-time thing, and have all three of them on a show. That would be funny. Wouldn't it be funny? Who would I mean- want to see that? I mean, like, like if you don't think the promotional material for that stuff would be gold, like you, you could put the bead in that creamsicle tuxedo, and and Mark could be in the powder blue one, like Dumb and Dumber, and they could be like hard <laughs> fighting with the canes. Well, Mark is very knowledgeable. Mark, Mark knows his stuff. He just he he does like with, with the draft, and you brought. Uh, you know, uh, you said some. You made you 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 said you you mentioned some certain players and stuff like that. He didn't know a certain place. He didn't. I didn't. Speedy was the one that brought that up. No, you put Speedy pain up. No, no, he no, he's right. I brought Speedy it up brought initially. Jeff pushed it. Jeff pushed it further with that. And now Speedy's um, the one that asked him about Quinny Pay. That's right. He got that yeah. blank look on his face and went, "I have no idea who that is." That's right. Uh, Carl says, Jim Jones reference. Snug says, all forgot to call Josh and Lyle. Uh, Snug says, please God, they are perfect for a show. <laughs> Penn says, Lyle for host. Carl says, adjust your levels if Lyle is hosting. Snug says, anything with Kenny. I guess that would be the crazy fourth one to add to that one. <laughs> the big world, big world's biggest train wreck in the history of radio. Carl says, quitty pay with an exclamation point. And Ben says, marketing gold. I By will way, pay, just fun Quiddy Pay fact for you. Do you know what position Quiddy Pay played in high school? You said running back. Running back. Yeah, he's a running back. Mm-hmm. Do you how would you like to be a seventeen year old kid and try to tackle a three hundred and twenty pound dude that runs like a four or five? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what he could do in the NFL. They say he's raw. They say he's a raw player. He, didn't he go to – he went to – Michigan. Uh, Michi- no, no, what team did he get traded? Indianapolis. To, uh, Indianapolis. I think, he went to, I think he went to Indianapolis. Yes, right? I think yeah. he went to 21st Indianapolis. 21st overall. So, well, he's going to a good defense. Uh, he's going – a very good defense. So, we'll see how he develops. If he develops into a great player, you know, Jeff, you would be right. So, I, I don't know if – a lot of these players – I didn't went, say he was going to be great. No, you said he was going to be good. You didn't say great. You said he was going to be good. No, he's a, he's just a raw player. No one really knows what he's going to be. He's had some injury history too. But. Yeah, right. But uh, the, like Errol was saying, it's a very good defense and a defensive coordinator that definitely is definitely something that could benefit him. Even though they've had some trouble with younger edge rushers so far, uh, that's still a better situation than most. A defensive coordinator that's getting a job. He's going to get a job next year. The one that I'm going to catch. The one that I'm going to catch shit for is that David Coffins doesn't murder somebody this year. Then you guys will be all over me. Well, well, very I, possible though, Jeff. I, if Jadavian Clowney, uh, if 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 um, Collins. Collins, I'm sorry, if Collins 
uh, becomes the player that he is, he's going to a good team too. A very good Arizona team that has mm-hmm. a very good defense. Uh, he, and I, I believe, listen, when it comes to college football, I would agree with you. Because you know your college football. I'm not going to argue with you with that. And I've said that to many people that have called the show or have argued. Even Josh trying to argue with you. I said, you have not a chance to win in an argument when it comes to college football. So Carl says, in reference to Quiddy Pay, he won't be great or good, but he is a great life story. That is true, Carl. Uh, Snug says, he can't be that good. He didn't go to Bama. And Ben said, he wasn't a badger. He isn't that good. Hashtag running back you. <laughs> Was, was was that Mark that made that comment that he didn't go to Alabama? No, 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 that was Snug. I think mocking Mark. <laughs> I feel bad. That seems about right. You you guys like attacking him because it's not about Bama. And and listen, it, we'll see because he thinks uh, Devontae Smith is going to be a sensational NFL player. If he is, he was right. But I, I don't know. He's too small. Here's here's the problem, right? You're 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 sad for these guys. We poke fun at that Mark and the beef. Yo, listen, you're just getting, like, teased a little bit. Maybe you should go to them and be like, I don't know, hey, how about developing some thick skin and don't be a pussy? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just having fun with them, and they cry. Well, I said to Mark. What's the Tom Hanks line? What's the Tom Hanks? There's no crying in baseball. Yeah, I, I, I actually reached out to Mark when he didn't show back up on the show, and I said, and he told me I, d- I didn't want to come on the show. I wanted to talk sports. I don't want to deal with somebody. Even though I, I respect his knowledge in sports, he, he, he attacks me like I'm, I'm not knowledgeable of what I do. And, I, and, I'm, and I, Jeff, you're just a different personality. I told, and I told that to Mark. And uh, you listen. Can we, can we not poke fun at people anymore? Are we turning into a complete world where nobody can have fun? Well, like I said, Mark is going to come on the show with um, – Gerard, I'm gonna let we're gonna talk with them a little bit of sports, and if you want to call the show after we get into conversation, no, I, no, I, no, I, I, no, I won't call because I can't have fun, and I will keep all of my comments in the comments section non-sarcastic, and I will just just nod and agree. That's oh, not point. that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's not happening. I know that. Uh, I, I, I promise. I promise you it will. No, Jeff. Jeff what happens I if wanna, the beef calls? If I, Jeff, I want if, you to. If, Jeff, if I see, Yo, Jeff, if I see one person in the chat having fun, I'm going to get so mad. So mad. Jeff, I Jeff, want... what happens if the beef calls? <laughs> oh, uh, we can't make fun of him. No, there's no more fun here. Jeff, I, I think it would be really, really funny, and I think you'll like Gerard. Gerard is very knowledgeable when it comes to football. And Again, I, I like everybody. No, you don't. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> what are you talking about? I like everybody. You do not. I, Jeff, I know you... you I get along with you here and there, and, and we, we actually have grown to become pretty cool and, and pretty good friends when it comes to, you know, conversating about sports, but you do not like everybody. You definitely don't. So, I, dude, I, you I don't am, hate anybody. You don't I, hate I anybody. 100, I am 100% Jackie Moon, E-L-E. Everybody <laughs> loves everybody. You're an idiot. Thanks, Jeff. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, boys. You got Enjoy, Speedy. You you have a good night. I love you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Jeff, thank you for the ja- for the Jackie Moon reference too. That's a good. It. That's a good way to go out. <laughs> I love it. Listen, I love when Jeff um, goes back and forth. He has every right, every right to ask him a question. Hey, listen, this is sports radio. This is what it is. You entertain. You or you argue and. Maybe you, you, you don't like what somebody says. Maybe you, you disagree with what that person says. That's, that's why you call up and you argue it. 
And we let you guys talk. We we let you guys speak. We don't hang up on you. We don't tell you to get the hell off. You can attack us, and that's why I told Josh to take a step back. Don't worry about what they say. Yeah, I've heard I've heard it all. You know, you deal with it. You roll with the punch. Speedy's heard it all. Heard heard from it all. So yes, I I, I I had to deal the brunt of it in 2017 with Jeff. A lot of a lot of things that were worse between or that we had our old periscopes. That's when for I sure. dealt with Jeff and Snug in the beginning, was seven uh, yeah, eight years right. ago. Uh-huh. Who do you think took the brunt of yeah, it? Yeah, you, uh, you were telling me you took the brunt I of it. I took the brunt of it, but I loved it. I, my, Mikey C would sit there with his finger up his ass, doing nothing, saying nothing. The only person that had my side out of all the people was probably Carl. You know, and Carl, there you go. Carl and we had uh, had another Chicago guy. I forget his name. He called. He was a truck driver. Loved our show. Used to call the show. Loved my takes on sports. I mean, most of them like the takes, but, uh, you know, people have their favorites. And Mikey C, who doesn't really say anything or do anything. Mikey was very quiet and and strategic on how he attacked the subject. Speaking of Carl, uh, Carl says, I love Bama, but I I know players on other teams, and now, he, now Carl, go get Mikey C. You know who couldn't take it? Oreo boy. Mm-hmm. Mikey C would go after no. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, was... Mikey C would get angry. Uh, Mikey C would get angry when nobody had his side. And <laughs> And Mikey and Mikey thought everybody he had his like people what a fan club or something like that. People would go in and out of his scope. They were like, we would have the scopes from Periscope. We'd have like I'd have like four thousand. He would like one day he would have like five or I'll have six and he'll have like three. And he'd complain like, why are they on your side when they should be on mine? Because I'm the. He would just pay attention to everybody on the scopes. He wouldn't pay attention to the show. <laughs> and it used to piss me off when I was doing a three-hour show by myself. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like him. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then w- when we get into the Celtics situation, then oh, it was all about. That he's all in. <laughs> he was all in about the Celtics and arguing the Celtics with me. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Snug says, what? I couldn't imagine a world where you can't make fun of the beef. <laughs> Snug says, Mikey Sias was an awesome co-host. <laughs> Mikey was the king of the comedy corner. And then, uh, come on, Jeff says, come on, guys, be nice E space L space E. The funny thing is, is Mikey wasn't funny. Okay. The comedy corner, he wasn't even funny. The funny guy on the show was me. Mikey would say anything and do nothing into the conversation until I mentioned the Celtics. Once the Celtics, it opened up a can of worms throughout the show. And it would be a fight to the finish all the way to the end of the show. Carl says, Mikey C would mute me and he would let me, and you would let me on because I would argue him off. Oh, yeah. come on. You, you can't mute Carl. Not oh, Carl. Mikey C. Mikey C would do anything if nobody was on his side. And by the way, most of the girls were on my side, and Mikey would get pissed <laughs> off about that. I mean, it was back and forth banter with Mikey C. I would love to get Mikey back on this show just to, as a guest. One of these days, I'll I'll, I'll shimmy him in. I think he'll. I, I want him to f- duel with Carl at this point. <laughs> After all the times Carl Carl got muted for no reason. Mm-hmm. Carl, you don't deserve that. Yeah. Well. That's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely stay tuned tomorrow, a three-hour show. We have Mark and Gerard joining us all the way from Alabama. That's going to be really fun and very interesting. We also have a special. I think we're going to have another special guest I'm working on uh, for tomorrow. Hopefully we can get him on. He's a referee, ex-referee from the NBA. So I'm working on getting him on. So definitely something. And I'm sure we'll hear from Jeff, the Beave, and all those other people. Uh, Until tomorrow. This is Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and all you guys saying good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.